0: Well, hello there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to the brand-newest installment of your favorite horror movie review podcast in this multiverse and beyond. Why, it is once again dead and lovely, here with the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben Eller. And who's out over here? Brand new! Brand new! It's Hollywood Steve. <laughs> and we are here today to bullshit catch up, talk about all the crap that we've watched this week, and then eventually get to reviewing The Sixth Sense from East. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's right. That's where it's from.
0: And if you want to get just straight on to us talking about the movie, there is, of course, as always, a timestamp in the podcast description that you can go to that'll take you right there to the movie. Otherwise, we're just going to catch up and have ourselves a good old hang here, because I'll tell you what, Steve. Tell there me. is just a new wave of weirdness that has struck my life over the past few days. I don't know what's going on. I think it's the five G. The weirdness okay. has increased. Now, I remember a long time ago in the podcast, you talked about the the things that you miss from living in the heart of a city. You used to live yeah. in mm-hmm. in old Koreatown and Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you saw people picking up poop
1: out of the yard. <laughs> picking up poop out of the yard. Yeah. How, how
0: is it that he said that?
1: <laughs> somebody put some poop in a yard <laughs> he
0: said and picking he up the poop up with a bare hand <laughs> oh the things we did pre-covid right
1: yep it was a way different time
0: <laughs> i'm starting to understand what you mean about the weird things that you see when you live in a city steve okay the other day we were just having like a domestic sunday we were like cleaning the house doing laundry all this kind of stuff and uh, I happen to be near the window of our apartment, which overlooks one of the main streets here in, in downtown Knoxville. I look out on the street, and I see a guy. And this okay. guy is kind of like walking in a strange way. He's doing a strange sort of walk, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a medical mask in one hand, and he's right. clearly angry about something. And I see he walks up to uh, one of the glass fronts of one of the restaurants down here, and he reads it, you know, everybody's got signs up about, you know, mask laws and stuff like that, right. since we have those in right. effect, and Knox won't, thank fucking God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sort of, like, reads it, and then he takes his mask and kind of, like, imagine like a window washer, like, buffing the glass out. He does that with his mask. Okay. And then gets real mad at something, sort of screams-like, because he's uh-huh. so mad at whatever it is, and I'm watching this whole thing happen. He then proceeds to, like, pull his jorts down far enough below his ass crack to where his, you know, upper butt is exposed. Uh-huh. And then the only way I can describe what's going on is he proceeds to attempt to just shit out his rage, rage shit on the sidewalk. This okay. guy is shaking with the physical stress it takes to push a shit out when you don't really need to okay and he is so fucking mad shitting on the sidewalk and i I, apparently things seem so unproductive and he was unable to produce his rage shit so at some point he has to like reach back and it would appear to pull shit out of his own ass he's so have you ever been so mad you've had to pull shit out of your ass i haven't
1: man
0: what would make you that mad
1: i huh
0: i know and so now, th- then he pulls uh, up his drawers with his with his dookie butt, just with a case of dookie butt. Dookie butt. And continues to just keep walking on the sidewalk screaming profanities and being mad at something or
1: another. Do Why would this think, happen? Now, is it possible that he thought if you have a mask, it's like a magic thing that opens the door to you mm, and he, like ru- he rubbed the mask and it didn't open the door and he was like i gotta shit <laughs> like
0: <laughs> i just got a rage now! poop. i guess so man he was somewhere uh, else entirely and then dude later on that night it was about one in the morning we're fixing to take the dog outside before we go to bed okay walking the dog out Going down the sidewalk, see this lady uh-huh. uh, ahead of us at one of the bars. She's standing on the sidewalk. Of course, everything is long closed by now. It's one in the morning. She seems to be properly dressed. She seems like a, a put together kind of lady. Okay. She's blonde hair. She's got like a blue, like a nice, like blue dress on. And I noticed that she has a tote bag at her feet. And she has something in her hands. Her back is to us. So I assume she's like texting a friend, like, hey, I'm here. Pick me up. You know? Something something like that. Party's over. You know? Right. As we continue to walk closer to this lady, when we are about like 10 or 15 feet away from her, she proceeds to take what was in her hands, which was I can't recall if it was either a full cup or a full can of some liquid and just pours it all over her face. Pours the whole thing over her head, and it was like a big, like, liter cup or something. Pours liquid all over herself, turns around and looks at us, doesn't say a fucking word. On the sidewalk.
1: Huh. That is interesting behavior. The weirdness is getting big. It's bigly. Yeah. Well, I actually have a theory about this. I'm so glad you brought this up, because oh. I, I, I'm i a little apprehensive to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about Uh-oh. it anyway. Uh-oh. I, um, I've um, i noticed some similar things. I've noticed a lot of aggression, for sure. Like like a a lot of rage shits. Uh, not just rage shits, but just people... <laughs> with overly aggressive faces all the time yeah. i I, and I think it's because i live in the county and i'm wearing a mask and they're like can not believe he's wearing a mask he must not like trump <laughs> he's uh, doing it just might to be piss be that. off trump right it might be that but i don't think so i and, and i'm getting this from a lot of social media too i think everybody's really fucking horny Okay. Like really, really, really horny. I know from my own experience that is true, hmm. and it's not. I I don't think it's a sexy time. I think it's a time where we're all worried we're gonna die. Yeah, and it's like triggering our brains to procreate.
0: Hmm.
1: I think interesting. And, and, You're saying there's and like and a because, survival instinct that's kicking in yeah, or something. Yes, and I Whoa. think because that not everybody has that opportunity. There's a lot of aggression out there. There's That's a whole lot going on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I when you look
0: at it that way, it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it, it maybe is, maybe it's true. I know for sure that a lot of people are really horny, and I can't imagine being single right now. Oh my god. Like how yeah. hard that would be. Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, man. I think it's it's definitely there's just a lot of pent-up rage. I think you know, I saw almost saw a fight between an old man and some homeless guy in South Knoxville the Ooh, other day. Bum <laughs> fights, part three. Yeah, it was crazy. I, uh, because the old guy was in a wheelchair. Oh Lord! And he obviously was not starting the fight. So this this homeless guy was just like guy in a wheelchair. I could probably win this one. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I could take this guy. Yeah, it was crazy. I, yeah, people are real, real aggressive right now. I think. A lot of it has to come down to one side of people know the science and we're watching people just go against it and the other side thinks that knowing science makes us better makes us think we're better than them Mm -hmm. so they have a chip on their shoulder yeah they're like oh you think you're better than me because you're wearing a mask and it's like well you could put a piece of fabric on your face you dumb bastard maybe that like but no they're not going to because that would disrespect Trump. So, oh, all right, Yeah. have we introduced the show, Dead and Lovely? Hey, what's <laughs> hey, <up? laughs> talking about how everybody's horny and wants to kill each other. And the um, sixth
0: sense later. And the sixth sense—that's our show today. So, but you know what, Steve? Yeah. Let me introduce you to the weirdest
1: part of my week.
0: I okay. have wanted Wait, to tell no, you. Hold about on, this. you
1: just told me about a man yeah. who wanted to raid shit. For apparently no reason, in the middle of the city. Yeah. And that's not the weirdest that's part of That's not
0: the, the weird. weirdest part of my life. Okay. Weeks. I'm
1: excited. <laughs>
0: Dude. And I'm telling you, nothing could prepare me for what I watched last night. Last night, of Holy course, was, was our new right. tradition of Docu Monday.
1: All right. Yes, yes, yes.
0: We watched a documentary that was recommended to us by our good friend Lindsay, who uh, guest starred oh. on our mother episode. Yeah. If yeah, you guys that have Lindsay. listened to that one. And Steve, this documentary. Shook me to my core. I seriously don't think that anything has mentally and emotionally affected me as much since hereditary. I'm not joking. Oh.
1: All
0: right. Let's hear it. And dude, I want you to watch the trailer for this. Okay. And report back with what you're finding. I want you to watch this. We'll we'll do a through the miracle of editing. We'll do an edit right here so you can watch the trailer for this and report back with your findings. Because dude, I guarantee you Whenever you watch the trailer for this, you will be stunned. It is going to start in one place and end up somewhere completely different than what you imagined. Okay. And then, even having watched the trailer for it, watching the actual documentary took me on a roller coaster ride, the likes of which has never been replicated.
1: Okay. I'm excited.
0: I want you to go on YouTube and I want you to watch the trailer for Tickled from 2016 it's a documentary by a new zealand news reporter guy that you know from uh what's a show dark traveler what is that is that the name of it
1: oh the the horror where he goes to like horror sites
0: yeah and like uh pablo escobar yeah. city and stuff like that i think it's called uh-huh. dark traveler or dark passenger or something okay like. yeah, dark yeah. tourist that's it dark Tour- tourist, tourist. He's, yes i've it's seen that, that uh-huh. guy and he made this okay. documentary called tickled holy fuck y'all I have never had my mind blown by a documentary like this did. I'm now like drinking the Kool-Aid. I've got to know everything about Okay. What the fuck is going on in this documentary? Check that trailer out. We'll do a nice little edit here right. and I want you to report back with what you fucking see. Doo 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 Steve, watch the trailer. Here's what he has to say.
1: Dude, what the fuck? Right?
0: What? I'm serious, like, everybody that's listening and not driving a car right now, watch the trailer for Tickled. It's...
1: Oh my... Right?
0: Like, dude, Kate showed me the trailer on Sunday night, and like, all day Monday, it was just like, build up to, yes, I get to watch this fucking weird shit later today. I was so excited all day to watch it. It is the most bizarre thing I have seen in fucking years. Are you not intrigued to watch this now? Yeah, you yes, have to watch s- it now.
1: Yeah, I have to see it now. That's that is insane. Yeah. As of right now, July twenty twenty, it's on
0: Hulu for free, so you can watch it on there. Okay. And dude, I'm telling you, like, even based on the trailer, you have no idea where no, the fuck could, this thing I is could going. I can
1: tell that it's it is insane. What? Yeah. What is going on, man? I know. Ugh. It's wild. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming that those videos get scary. Dude, watch the fucking yeah. documentary. Everybody, yeah, I'm gonna watch it.
0: Everybody, watch it. And and the thing about yeah. it is too, I'm not gonna spoil anything about it because you just need to watch and see how it unfolds and stuff. But it's yeah, it's scary. It really is very very scary, dude. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'll I probably cuz Emily's off tonight. I'll probably get her to watch it with me cuz Dude, you want to talk about looks something, like something she'll be into.
0: Something that passes the phone test with flying colors. All right. <laughs> I wish I could have like seen my face as I was watching it cuz I think it was just contorted contorted into a what the fuck face the entire yeah. time, you know. Yeah, check yeah. it out, man. Check it out. All right. I've also had some time actually about every night this week to watch a movie. We watched a new movie almost every night this week and let me tell you about them Steve let me tell you
1: all okay. about tell me tell me tell me
0: alright so one of these that we watched was actually a series but you could watch it like a movie because every episode is like 20 something minutes long and there's like 8 episodes so it's about the length of a kind of long movie we watched that yeah. series on Netflix I Am Not Okay With This okay it's got uh, What's Her Name from It and, yeah, and uh, Stanley his... from It yeah 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 <laughs> Two kids Uh, from it. Yeah, Beth, Beth is her name, I think, right? No, Bev. Bev is her name. Bev and and Stan from It. Dude, it's really good. It's really good, man. I think that you would really enjoy it. It really feels like a perfect middle ground between Carrie and Stranger Things. Okay. Very endearing. I think that you would enjoy it a lot. That might even be a good opportunity for like a Patreon episode where we just talk about the whole series or something sure patreon what's that
1: steve is that somewhere people can give us their money if they like the show just head on over there to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely and you can become a patron if you become even a one dollar patron you get free bonus episodes every single month booyah we just recorded one about a twilight zone episode and it's a good old time and it'll be coming out uh before this episode so
0: yeah you're damn right i bet that you've never heard anybody talk about a twilight zone episode and also sneak in talk about the fonzie's nose falling off due to syphilis i bet you've never I heard that you haven't.
1: i bet you have not but you could <laughs> even for just one dollar a month <laughs> yeah. yeah and next, right. uh, next week uh, we're doing a patreon episode if you're a five dollar patron you get to submit a, a a title and we randomly draw a, a movie every month and cover it and so far it's been a blast absolute wonderful right now looking in the bowl got so many great awesome titles in there can't wait to get to these
0: that's a smoking bowl right there hell yeah and maybe it's because i had those kids from it on the brain the other night i was doing a bunch of housework and playing guitar and stuff i put on it part two or -hmm. chapter two whatever they called it yeah still not very good Uh, still not very good i have watched it a
1: couple times since yeah just not not great but you know really it's like the casting and stuff is fantastic but that's just
0: not a story that was meant to be turned into a movie i think that we'll probably do that on the show sometime soon too since it's streaming Uh right
1: yeah yeah it's it's definitely worth doing for sure
0: yeah we also watched a movie and dude on paper tell me how awesome this sounds An old school, early Martin Scorsese movie about scuzzy, scuzzy New York in the 70s. And of course, Uh mobsters and stuff. All right. Starring a really young Harvey Keitel. Okay. Also starring a really young Robert De Niro. Okay. Featuring a cameo from a very young David Carradine. All right. That sounds great, right? Sounds awesome. What it is? It's Mean Streets and it's not Uh, good. It's really fucking boring. I haven't seen Mean Streets. Is it good, man? No, yeah. no. It, I it's, believe it. It's got, like, roots of Scorsese. There's a Rolling Stones song on the soundtrack, so there's of that. Of course. You know? All right. <laughs> man, it's, it's not very good, though. Do not recommend. And All right. The other things that we've been watching this week, we've been getting further into that MCU. Anybody that's listened to the show the past <gasps> couple of weeks knows that me and my wife, huh, have been watching yeah. through the Marvel movies in chronological order. And I believe that you just started that journey yourself. I started you?
1: it uh, like a week after you guys did, because I was like, I've been wanting to do that. And then, uh, you know, if I do it, we can talk about it as we go. So, yeah, I started it too. All right. So which ones have you watched so
0: far? Let's get those out of the way, and then I, I'll talk about the ones we watched this week.
1: Okay. Uh, so I I finished Hulk. Not which good. I think, yeah, you finished last time. I, yeah, not great, but I do want, both tim blake nelson and tim roth to come back as their characters They're i good. think tim roth was great think tim blake nelson was great and i i would like it if Liv tyler came back but yeah, no doubt i think the characters in it were good it's just uh, yeah it didn't it didn't play out in an interesting manner i didn't think and yeah not a, not a huge fan of that movie i would say I want you to play a game, though. Next time you watch
0: it, dude, every time there's a close-up of Hulk's face and he goes, Oh! Right. You have to take a shot of Everclear.
1: Oh, no. Sounds like I'm going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. See you at the crossroads, homie. (laughs) Uh, Then I watched Thor, which was a fun old time. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And I really like that Chris Evans. Or not Chris Evans. uh, Chris Hemsworth. I also like that Chris Evans. Yeah. All kinds of good Uh, Chris's in the MCU then avengers which you this is where you had finished yeah this is week, where i right? picked up
0: last week that's right
1: yeah all right so uh, still fun. avengers still fun still awesome i love scarlett johansson as black widow and can't wait for that movie to come out i Dude, think she's I so know. awesome she is fucking yeah.
0: awesome man and i'm glad yeah. that she found good respectable work because she's so plain and homely
1: so yeah, plain poor. Poor, poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I I have now watched Iron Man three and Thor two. Okay, so I watched those this week. That's right. Okay, yeah. Um, Iron Man three less good than I remembered. Okay, I I liked it more this time, but I did not like it the first three times I saw it. This is only second time I saw it. Watching it in timeline order, I was like, "Yeah, this is the this is the conclusion of of." tony stark's personal demons sort of story yeah and then then we get him in civil war and we get him in avengers like the last two and that is his you know end of his story as a hero yeah 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 the best
0: things about iron man 3 are you know him dealing with the the ptsd sort of element of what happened in avengers and then the development of of roadie as war machine
1: Yes, that is great. But he's barely in the suit in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's much more of a Shane Black movie than it is an Iron Man movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely so. Yeah. Thor 2, a blast. I loved Thor 2. This is, I think, the second time I've watched it. It was way better than I remembered.
1: Yes. The Adventures of Thor and Loki is basically what it is. And it's yep. fun. Dude. It's real fun to see the two of them, like, playing off of each other. Like, it, it's, I mean, that's why Ragnarok works so really well, is because it's fun to see Thor and Loki play off each other. It's fun to see Hulk and Loki. It's fun to see Hulk and Thor put all three of them together and add Tessa Thompson. It's fucking awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the thing that really stuck out to me about Thor 2. And also, probably, too, why, like, the first time I watched it, I remember not really loving it. I think it's because I was watching it hoping for awesome Thor versus bad guy. And it's like, it's really right. all about him and his brother. It's all about yep. that relationship between him mm-hmm. and Loki. And it develops that so fucking well, man.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I really like, I, uh, teared up at the end when it's like, cause I, you know, I've seen Thor too. So I know it's Loki pretending to be Odin at the end. And so when Thor is like talking about Loki, it's like, oh, he really respects him.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and, and he's saying it to him, so it's like, oh, it's really sweet. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: I thought it was good. That one gets like really shit on in the entire pantheon of Marvel movies. I see. Yeah, it is put one it, like, of the, the lower rated the list ones. Yeah, yeah, it, and Hulk
1: are definitely low. I think Iron Man three is often put low. Iron Man two as well, and yeah. I think that those movies maybe don't work if you're not seeing them as part of the whole narrative
0: yeah seeing it as part of
1: the whole narrative it's like of course you develop the loki thor relationship so future loki thor interactions are more interesting like yeah totally you're you're looking you're looking at the future with each movie it's like each movie is a an issue of a comic book Mm -hmm. like you go and read any single issue of a comic book it's like just a a short story uh, that's a part of a much larger story that's actually a bunch part of a much larger universe yeah like but you might be like nothing happened that wasn't no good right and they're making these movies with so much in mind like they have developed this universe so deeply that like i i didn't even realize like i looked it up after watching hulk that abomination doesn't die like abomination is one of one of the few villains in the mcu or early mcu that just doesn't die at all i guess not he just goes to jail yeah Uh, and then they also set up tim blake nelson as the leader and then in thor there's a throwaway line that i always thought was referring to bruce banner but is actually referring to tim blake nelson as the leader Uh, uh selvig says he has a uh friend who works with gamma radiation who got arrested by shield well that actually is the story of what happens to tim blake nelson is shield arrests him and like takes him in because he's now got the gamma radiation right
0: that makes sense i hadn't thought about it that way
1: yeah so they they actually have planned a future for those characters
0: that's cool
1: that's really cool yeah
0: huh that's got some potential for sure
1: yep right on I'm, i'm excited to see where they go with all this stuff
0: is the next one that we've got is it Civil War? No, Winter Soldier I think, right?
1: Yes, Winter Soldier. I actually started that last night and it is still my favorite Marvel movie. Damn, it's really? so fucking good, dude. It is like it's like the best born movie basically. Okay, yeah. Like it, it's like the way they uh you know all the intrigue and stuff but the fact that it's tied to all these other movies and all this other stuff and we already know the characters but like it's developing them more we get more about uh you know black widow we start to learn more about her backstory we learn more about who Captain America is, and we get the Captain America that starts to question America, which is always the best Captain America, absolutely so right, yeah, yeah. When, whenever Captain America is just gung ho, yay America, it's like, eh, whatever, but when he's like, "Wait a second, this isn't right, like what we're doing is wrong, uh that's it's always the best,
0: yeah, we'll continue our journey through the m c u um, next week, But I, I got to tell you one more thing that I did watch tell this week, more. Steve. <laughs> I've been a busy watching week. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, you know me. I'm a normal, average, everyday guy. I like normal things. I like mm-hmm. average things. You know? Right. Sometimes I sit down to watch a movie. I'm like, I want to watch a normal movie. I don't want to see movie. something weird. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see something that's got to make me think too hard.
1: I want heteronormativity, you say.
0: Exactly. And that's why we watched Eyes Wide Shut the other night. Normal movie. Just a normal old movie. Just a tale got as a old as no- time.
1: Got a normal Hollywood couple in it. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Normal yeah. old cult in there.
0: Normal stuff. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, known normal. as being a very average guy. Just average, average guy. intelligence, average yeah. uh, mm-hmm. lifestyle. Pretty normal guy. Super normal movie. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. even more normal than I remembered, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> Man, what a I'll- movie that is. Yeah, I'll tell you how normal it was for me. I saw it in theaters with a fellow friend who was teenager and a boy. Uh, and we both were like, yeah, Kubrick's new movie. We're going to go see Kubrick's new movie and then halfway through it's like, so we're watching porn together, huh? Yeah,
0: so you guys just had boners together. You guys are boner brothers in the theater. Just
1: popping boners together. It's like, well, you
0: got a boner? Yep, me too. Man alive, yeah. dude. I remember yeah. whenever it came out, um, Kate's parents told me that they went and saw it with a fucking church group <laughs> i mean how awesome is that just imagine a jefferson yeah. city baptist <laughs> church group going to watch eyes wide shut because it's a new film yeah. from a great director and stuff i know their intention right. but
1: boy this had to be some awkward ass <laughs> car rides
0: home am right
1: yeah or at some point they all just turned to each other like yeah it's a good idea right
0: Yeah. Maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You guys ever heard of a key party? (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, it is... It is an awesome movie. I liked it way more. I think this is only the second time I watched that, too. liked it way more yeah. than the first time that I saw it, which is like a Yeah, I think it's Oak. an
1: adult movie. I think it is like you need to be grown-ass adult to really kind of understand it. And it's yeah. not like adult as in adult themes. Like
0: I mean, it has kids. plenty of those.
1: <laughs> it has plenty of those. But, I mean, it's like I think you really do need to be at a certain part in your life. You need to have been married for a while. You need to know, like, tensions that arise in marriage and stuff. Like, those those things give you the experience to then be like oh yeah this is this is really genius yeah this is art but yeah as a teenager i was like oh boy oh oh no my boner
0: (laughs) but now you watch and you're like ah yes i remember Uh, my first my boner crazy crazy (laughs) sex cult party i remember the first time for me too yeah you never forget your first
1: we've all been there
0: that's what I'd, I'd like to do is like a, a wild card sometime on the show i think there's a lot that we can oh, a part in there, <laughs> that you know you're
1: gonna say, you know what i'd like to do as a wild card is just throw one of those parties <laughs> <laughs> maybe that too man like, that would be a wild card after people this covid very... thing blows over
0: maybe we we'll just give that a shot dude
1: i am telling you it is gonna be a fucking insane sexual orgy people are gonna be so goddamn horny when this is all over i bet you're not gonna wrong I yeah. And we're gonna see a baby boom. a new baby boom. But those <laughs> baby boomers are gonna grow up in a hellscape, so a little bit different.
0: <laughs> it might be that. It might be that. Is it a baby boom or is it like a like a tender um tender triumph i don't know there's got to be something catchy there will definitely
1: tender triumphs in the cities where you can still get birth control and abortions but in the rest of the country where they what is it now in tennessee six weeks a six week abortion ban six weeks anyway uh a lot of parts of the country it'll just be a lot of babies
0: yeah yeah i think so man you scoped out anything else good this week steve
1: uh emily and i she had not seen the last season of unbreakable kimmy schmidt so we watched that nice so good uh, i i had been putting off the interactive episode until she saw that so we we watched the interactive episode with daniel radcliffe and it's it's great i've been
0: dying to watch it man is it like really fun and really funny and stupid
1: yeah yeah and it, i mean it is like a choose your own adventure like my my strategy with choose your own adventure was always choose the one you think is obviously wrong yeah totally
0: yeah cause that's not so where you, it's supposed to go
1: yeah so then you see where it's not supposed to go you go back and you go the right way but then you get to read the entire story
0: nice that's yeah a way to so do it.
1: Yeah, that's the way to do it on these interactive episodes is to choose the one you know it's probably not. Like there there are a few options that you do you have to go back through and watch it again to be able to see that option. But just just choose the wrong option each time and you'll find out uh just how funny the story is. But it, yeah, it, it probably took us uh about an hour and a half to go through all the options, but it, it's really funny.
0: Nice man. I've been meaning to sit down and do that for a while because I know the completionist in me is gonna want to find what happens Every, in all the yeah. different uh-huh. endings. Yeah all the possibilities <laughs> and stuff. So I'm right there yeah. with you. Steve, it's just been such a wild week. I could really use a relaxing oh man
1: co-beer How about you? A could cold you use code. a code one? Whoo, I'd like a cobeer, Woo
0: wouldn't it be awesome if, like, one day there's a signature dead and lovely code beer and it's called, like, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA star? <laughs> it's a code yeah. beer.
1: It's a code beer. <laughs> dead and lovely code beer. Yeah, up, up, down, yeah. down. Yeah, get on that, Amy Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like us, maybe yeah. do it. What are we drinking today, Steve? We're drinking a little distill, which mm-hmm. uh, is is uh, in Illinois, I believe. Illinois, but, the S's are pronounced. Yeah. Oh, Illinois! It's in Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> I like me some distill. I, I've I've had a good number of their brews, and they are tasty.
0: They make a really really yeah. nice code beer. I'm with you. I'm a fan this of is, what they do.
1: This is a driving that haze hazy IPA. Driving that haze, probably a reference to the old Grateful Dead, because we got some like trippy looking art behind this little skull with a bandana.
0: Mmm, that's right. It's part of their Support Deadhead IPA
1: series. Boycott Bland. It's got cashmere,
0: Amarillo, and Simcoe hops up in here, and a bunch of alcohol.
1: A whole bunch. Got seven percent. of this
0: is alcohol? What if I get it all in the first sip? I might die. (laughs) All the
1: booze floated to the top. I sucked it right up. Oh, no. Well, it is hazy. It sure is. Uh, And and pale. Yeah. It's got like a a nice sort of yellowy orange
0: Mm -hmm. color. It's got a nice aroma. Smells like some old fruit yeah i'm gonna get me a sipper (laughs) see what that does to you i got these as part of my birthday beers and uh i enjoyed it so much i said i gotta have a buddy beer with steve on this i gotta get him in on this what do you think about that
1: um it's it's like mildly hoppy yep it's mildly sweet it's not too sweet it's got a little bit of sweetness but it's not it's not a whole lot of anything not really. It just tastes, it's just like a, a nice taste. Yeah, totally, right? Like, it's not nice. especially anything, but it is yeah. good. Nice and mild, but mm-hmm. like very drinkable. Yeah, for 7% especially, that's very drinkable.
0: I feel like the aftertaste is like drier than you'd expect.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's as I said, it's got that little bit of sweetness, but it's not, it's just like gone almost immediately.
0: Mm-hmm, and replaced with a nice, dry, slightly bitter finish. That I think is really good. It seems to have a good level of of effervescence to it as well. It's not like a super, super bubbly one. It's not like a really, really, really effervescent IPA. Uh, I think that that would be weird to have that kind of feel with this sort of flavor. You know, like this is at that stage where it's like a little, I'm not going to say a little flat, but it's just not as fizzy as what you get a lot of times out of a can.
1: But this is really, really drinkable. Yeah, it is. This is a good beer. This is mm. like, this is one you could definitely sit down, have a, a sixer. I mean, if you've got through six of these, you'd be plastered, but. Oh, Lord, yes. And
0: the calories, my God. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. Mm. Good That's stuff awesome. right there. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you enjoy that thing. You know, Steve, we're here today to talk about The Sixth Sense by M. Mm. Night Shyamalan, but I don't That's want him. to talk about that yet. We've only been recording for. Almost an hour or so. I'm not ready to talk about the movie yet. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> no, we need to take a little detour into the preview palace, Steve.
1: Let's do it. Hold on. Wait. What is that? What's what, that up there? What? What, oh, what is that? Oh, oh no! Oh no! Get off right here. There's a monster off in the distance. Oh! Oh look! Over there! Oh, it's the hey! It's the preview palace. We made oh. it! Woo. <laughs> we're Good. now in the this preview palace. This is where we we're coming. Oh no, the monster's still out there though. Oh no oh shit Well well, we'll let's just we'll make make enjoy brief. this All right yeah. all right yeah
0: now you know Steve, the movie that we're talking about today is the sixth sense of course talking mm-hmm. about like an extra sensory perception right. kind of thing. This kid's got the sixth sense he you do? know what I say before we start reviewing the movie, let's give these buses a rundown of the top five senses. <laughs> Coming in and in at number five. It's touch.
1: <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> it's got to be taste. I can live without it. Oh, gosh. Which one could you live with? this is all right, We're going to get into an FAQ in a second. <laughs> yeah, that's but what we're actually doing. Uh, this is one of my FAQs. Which sense would you give up? If you had to give, okay, y- you've got to give up a sense, but you get $10 million. 10 wow. billion dollars let's make it 10 billion dollars okay, because 10 million generous. i can think of a way to spend that
0: i mean surely with that much money you could probably like fix whatever sense you took away right or just have lots of money
1: right okay so is there a sense you could have taken away that you could have fixed balance no hearing it depends on how they make you deaf. It's
0: true. Yeah. It's like you yeah. can get like a cochlear implant and stuff yeah. sometimes and fix that up. I wonder oh, if man. it's different than like natural hearing. I don't know. If it it's really is. And I wonder
1: what that would sound like.
0: Yeah. I oh, don't know. man. Dude, that's what I want to experience it.
1: that. <laughs> I really, really. For $10 really, million, dollars, I'd do it. Sure.
0: I really wrestle with like I, I've had that debate in my own, you know, probably stoned mind at some point where I'm just like, if I had to get rid of sight or sound which one would it be and it's like it's impossible for me to choose you know
1: yeah it is it's uh, yeah because they're all great yeah
0: i mean maybe yeah. i could ditch taste the easiest because it's like as much as yeah. i love food i mean i fucking love food like not being able to see or hear affects your daily life right so fucking much
1: taste all you'd have to worry about is if you were poisoned by your yeah. enemies yeah. But, you know, by the time you taste it, probably too late anyway.
0: True. And then, you know, the thing is, too, is if you don't have a sense of taste, so food is bringing you no joy, then you yeah, could it's probably easy to get, diet. like, in great shape. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, well, I guess I'll eat this easy. whole bag of kale. What the fuck ever? Absolutely. Who
1: cares? That would be the easiest. Well, I mean, like, it would just be like, what's the easiest? Because you'd get no joy out of eating really anymore, so you'd just look for the simplest source of your nutrients. Yeah. Which is basically my current diet, which is fine. So that shows it's livable. I mean it's livable. So yeah, oh, I can really do that. Yeah, life. you're right. For ten billion dollars, definitely. I think that's so. not even a tough one. Yeah. You're right. Taste, get the fuck out.
0: Boom. <laughs> Myth busted.
1: oh no oh that's bad timing shit man I that's like just yesterday what a fucking shitty
0: shitty year 2020 is yeah
1: we're we're dating the episode which will come out in like a week but uh definitely that was sad for me because i am a huge MythBusters fan and particularly preferred the build team to watching adam and jamie man Uh, i really liked tori and and grant and carrie
0: and what a joke, too, because really, how unfair is it that this guy that did so much awesome shit in his life died yeah. of a fucking brain aneurysm? Like, the Dude. one thing that you cannot see coming, there are yeah. no warning signs, There, there's Ugh. nothing you can do. Sometimes it just happens. It's just like, everything's normal, then you have an aneurysm and you fucking die, or yeah. you lose your
1: memory. Ooh. Fuck, man. Dude, it's a huge fear. Oh, it's yeah. just a fear. I, We've talked about it in the past. It's yeah. a fear, man, because it's not something you can, you could just drop dead. Now, Um, I imagine it's real like, real quick, so there's that, but there's no preparing for it, there's Mm -hmm. no, like, uh, you know, saying goodbye, it's just over. Yep, boom, snap your fingers and suddenly
0: your life is different, man. It's fucking crazy. Anyway. That's why you gotta (laughs) dance like nobody's (laughs) watching, Steve, you gotta dance like nobody's watching, live, laugh, love. That's true. Well, Steve, we decided for today's episode that we would do... A good old FAQ with the dead and lovely listeners out there. Do a little fact action right here. We posted this kak, up kak, kak, on kak, kak. The, the Facebook page and the Discord. And we got some great questions from our yes, fans and friends. So let's do a little FAQ mm-hmm. time right here before we get into the movie. Now, David Barnett asked a simple mm-hmm. question. This is a simple What's
1: one, here? Steve. I'm sure this is going to be good.
0: Weed versus alcohol.
1: Oh, that is a great one. Honestly, that is that is one I have considered a lot lately. You ever heard of the because, great debate? It's that. Yeah. I've considered a lot of things lately because, again, as I said, my brain's turning to mush and I'm Ooh. not interacting with people. So I just sit and consider things, and this one I have considered a lot because with alcohol, like, there's a there's a certain level where it's fun. Yeah. There's a level where it's – Still fun for you, but not fun for anyone else. Definitely. And then it's less fun the next day. uh And then there's the level where it's just like, well, I've had a couple drinks, and uh, it does, I whatever. Just the drinks were tasty, whatever. So I I like when you hit that right exact level. But if you if you are on either side of it, it's just like, but with getting stoned, like if I'm way too stoned, it's like "Eh," giggling at things but i have been overly stoned from edibles before oh god nightmare it's fuel it's the worst thing like yeah. if you're not I, getting anything done i could done. feel every inch of my body and it all hurt yeah it's it not just fun. felt like uh, i felt like i was suddenly 70 yeah <laughs>
0: I know what you mean. Like, there's a productive uh, productivity level with both yeah. intoxicants that there can be yeah. great and fantastic and rewarding. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the problem that I have with like with with booze like that, where it's like, yeah, you have a drink or two, and it's like inhibitions are a little bit looser. Maybe you're That's just like nice. being, yeah, you're you're overthinking stuff less and things like that. Problem I have is just like after I reach that level, buzzed Ben is like more, you know, more, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, you're making uh, less anxious decisions (laughs) yeah and with less anxiety it's like yeah another one would be nice yep if
0: some is good more is better and then the thing with like the thing with weed is again there's a productivity level there too where it's like it's fantastic but god man it is like a lot of times man when you're living in a state where weed is unregulated it is like trying to land the damn plane in the Top Gun NES video game where you're just like, yeah. I got it this time. I don't know how or why, right. but it did. And then like 99% yeah. of the other time, you're just like, well, I'm in the ocean.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: it could be unpredictable. Yeah, it's,
1: it is because you you can't pick and choose your strain here uh in la i was able to like my my delivery service had a menu wow. that you could choose from Yeah. and they would consistently have the same strains and you could get to know each strain and be like oh i can use this strain for this and it actually works that way like some strains are better if say your stomach hurts mm-hmm. um so you get to know those things and you get to know when and how to use them uh and yeah it's. <laughs> It's it's a wonderful and marvelous thing, and then when, every time
0: you buy it,
1: tax money goes to the state economy. Uh, wow, it's crazy. What? It's a wonderful, marvelous thing to be able to use uh, cannabis for what it's it's meant for. Yeah, uh, which is all sorts of wonderful things. A lot of great things. So yeah, I, I I I think I think cannabis is is my favorite. Absolutely, I always want to smoke weed. Uh, I there are times definitely when I'm like, I I don't want to drink. I got stuff to do. Like I can get stoned and work out. I can't drink and work out. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not working for you right there. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: so, know what you mean, uh, man. Yeah, yeah there, there's a there's an intoxicant for every occasion. That's true. <laughs> Tough to choose. All right, yeah. the next question here is one of my favorites that we've gotten on the FAQ segments. This is from our oh, good friend, it's our mate, Kev Pickardark, isn't it? <laughs> In, there. in there. <laughs> He asks if you could randomly insert one Lord of the Rings character into a horror film, which character and what film? This delights me so much.
1: Hmm. Okay. So lo- kind of like my uh Alan Rickman is Snape in Die Hard. Yeah, like, absolutely. That was just, he was putting on a, a fake beard for Die Hard. Yeah. I like this. Little vacation to the muggle world.
0: The first thing that I started thinking about when I was thinking about like what characters would fit in great in a horror movie, I I immediately started thinking of some of my favorites. I love slashers, I love eighties camp oh, slashers yeah. and stuff. And I was just thinking. Now I know that Kev requested one character, but let's be honest, Merry and Pippin are one character.
1: That is true. Yeah. Could without... you imagine
0: how much fun it would be to have those two and their rascally hijinks <laughs> in a camp slasher like The Burning? Come oh, on, man. dude! They'd be stealing the the end of camp fireworks and blowing them up. They'd be behind all the fucking bunks, oh, smoking that pipe weed all the time. Oh, they
1: love that pipe weed, dude!
0: And then they would get viciously destroyed by Cropsy. <laughs> yes, they would. Tell Absolutely. me that wouldn't fit in perfect. It'd be great, dude. Yeah, they get they'd stoned. They get the be, munchies and stuff. It's great.
1: They'd basically be the shit sisters in uh, Sleep Boy Camp too. <laughs>
0: holy shit yeah. yeah if they were in sleepaway yeah. camp
1: too they'd be the shit brothers really yep
0: <laughs> <laughs> the shit sisters i forgot about them dude
1: yeah okay so maybe like to see Gimli and leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude okay <laughs> well, I'll, I'll throw
0: you another wild card here check this out galadriel and mother Oh. <laughs> now oh. that would be fucking would, rad. Yes, it would. She would not be one. I think it would have, have way, yes. <laughs> yeah, it would have ended up differently. Yes. Yeah, ending would be a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah, moly, man. I can see that. That'd be great. <laughs> That's a great question. Alright, now let's uh let's go with one right here from my wife. My wife. Uh oh. She asked Okay, actually, she's got two questions here. Technically oh. two and a half questions. Oh.
1: What do you miss about pre-COVID life? It's like, oh, um, people, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I miss pe- I miss people. And it's not even like like when I say that all I the only people I talk to are you and my wife, that's actually pretty common pre-COVID. But I I don't need to talk to people to feel better. I just need to be around people. Yeah, Like, totally. I, like I need to go to the store. I need to be at a restaurant I need to go to the gym the gym I miss the gym that's it I miss the gym that's mine that's mine right there yeah dude I'm telling
0: you I was just starting to like see some results and stuff yeah then the shutdown happened and I was like well fuck
1: I've kept up the muscle growth results but uh, I have not lost any weight I would say because I'm just not getting enough cardio and yeah yeah, I I just can't wait to get back and get on the rowing machine. And I know it's still a long distance off and it's depressing, but I miss that. I also just miss going to the store without it feeling like, "Oh, I might die because of this." Yeah, hope I don't <laughs> get a terminal disease. We're going to get right. broccoli. Yeah, really need that broccoli, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that that is kind of an inconvenience, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but yeah, those are the things. I also feel like, whenever because i know a lot of people i think even you said this are like after covid i'm probably not gonna shake hands or whatever anymore nah, it's like uh-huh. after covid i want to be all over everyone <laughs> i don't understand Give me hugs yeah what the hell if we if we don't have the worry about a, a disease let's fucking fucking just b- get in my clothes with me wall around some just waller yeah. on me yeah I, I miss that I miss just humanity but we'll get back to it
0: I think so now yeah. the next part of our question here I really enjoy this is a fun one mm. recast the shining with current day stars who oh. would you replace the cast of the shining with I mean my all time favorite horror flick right there some heavy hitters I mean we got a we got oh, a Jack man. Nicholson in there yeah we got all kinds that's a of tough one to recast Crothers. mm-hmm Here's my idea. Okay. And this is this is kind of crazy, but just hear me out. I want to cast Tilda Swinton as everybody. <laughs> every single all character. Roles.
1: Tilda Swinton. All of them. Okay. What do you think? So, all right. So, uh, Tilda Swinton's just running around. She's got a, she's got a uh, what do you call it? Axe. Yep. She's going to try to axe up her family. Yep. She. She gets she gets the old door. Comes through sort of. Here's Johnny on the other side. Tilda Swinton. Yep,
0: that's right. Okay. Bartender serving him drinks. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Serving Tilda right. Swinton drinks.
1: Uh, uh. Tilda Swinton is running around with a a knife in her hand, scared and screaming. She see, sees Tilda Swinton in a, a bear suit giving a blowjob to Tilda Swinton. Precisely. Yeah, this it sounds works. great. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely I works. I think it, I think it works. Yeah. If yeah, anything, no, it would just make hmm.
0: it all the more insane because it's just like this is actually just one person in the hotel losing their fucking minds. <laughs> yeah. That
1: actually, I you know what? If it Might were make it revealed <laughs> at the end that everybody was Tilda Swinton, like if, if you just had the same movie, but then it slowly reveals everybody's Tilda Swinton, like no, you it's just easy. see it like. At like the very that, end that picture at the end exactly yeah, i was of... gonna say when it
0: zooms in on the fourth of july ball photo or whatever everybody's still the swing the whole movie is yes. the same except for that
1: wow ultra confusing i, yeah. I like it i like it um <laughs> so for me i thought about this a little bit like i thought immediately of uh tony collette as oh man shelly duvall's character um wendy uh, Jack is a little tougher. That's a hard one. Yeah, that's a really, really yeah. tough one. You need somebody like I think maybe. Uh, oh shit, fuck! What's his name? Played Nelson Old shit, fuck. in Boardwalk. Yeah, in Boardwalk Empire, played Nelson. He's uh, Francis. He bubble Zod. trousers. He played Zod in the new Superman.
0: Uh, I don't know. I
1: don't From, know who that is. God damn it! We got to get I'm fuzz beat on that, that one. We got to yeah. get fuzz beat on it. Uh, Michael Michael Shannon. That's his Michael. Oh
0: shit! Michael yes. Shannon would be awesome as Jack yeah. Torrance. I didn't even yeah, think Michael about that. Yeah, Michael
1: Shannon, Tony Collette, some kid. I really don't keep up with kid actors. Uh, and then Lakeith Stanfield and replace the Scatman or others. Dude, yeah, you know I'll throw out a couple a
0: couple others for the Jack Nicholson replace. Let's hear it. Hear me out. This might seem like a little bit of a weird recast for Jack Torrance, but do you not see Bill Hader maybe pulling that off?
1: Yes. Uh, have you seen Barry? No, I've heard it's awesome. Oh, I'll See Barry? Yes, Bill Hader could pull off anything. You know? Yeah, like, he's I great. I kind of think that would work. Yes.
0: You know? Because like he could play like you know Wiley, recovering alcoholic dad, and then I bet mm-hmm. when he gets scary, it's really fucking scary. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah, he's great. I think Bill, Bill Hader could absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And he he would be more. He uh, yeah he he. Cause he can do scary, serious, really well, and like he hasn't—I don't know that he's done that though—completely serious. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Well, maybe but that, I'd like, like s- to see it, that
0: skeleton twins or whatever. I think that was a pretty. Oh, serious right, I movie. haven't seen that. I haven't, seen I haven't that either. One, but that's him and,
1: and Kristen Wiig, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah.
0: Also, hear me out. Again, kind of on a similar note, Lauren Lapkus
1: as Lindy yes. Torrance might work. Mm. Yeah. If okay, Lauren Lapkus, I think herself would say she might not be able to play that role because it's too serious. Because I don't know that she's done much serious stuff, but I think she could do it right and do it really well. Yeah, I think so. Or Kristen wick Kristen wick could actually absolutely it off too. But it would be so hard to buy with Bill Hader and Kristen wick I know, right? It would be automatically like this is, is going to get funny right? at some point, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah. so, man. Yeah, it's fun to reimagine that. It's fun to reimagine what that could be like um, with a different cast of characters, yeah, considering that, that's such a fucking legendary flick. And the third part of her question is, why am I so great? Not not me, her. <laughs> her, obviously. right.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it has to do with just being funny, fun to be around, intelligent, fierce. Uh, What, what else we got? I've got to sum it up um, in four
0: letters. Not giving a fuck.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, not giving a fuck. I would say that is exactly it. That's why you're the best.
0: I don't know a lot of people that give less of a fuck. Mm -hmm. I like that in (laughs) a person. Me too. Not giving no fucks. What do do you need them for? We got one more question here. And this is from our man, John Kieran.
1: John Kieran, okay. Good buddy
0: of mine, Shredder. Fucking Shredder. Everybody look up John on the internet. Watch him shred. He's got a great (laughs) question. If you were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse a la Dawn of the Dead, okay. which wrestler would you want in your squad and why? Now this, okay. I like yeah. this question.
1: All right. Well, one, you're going to have to avoid your, say, Sid Viciouses, your Scott Steiners. They're Get those wild hits. cards out of here. You yeah, don't want that. You don't. Man. You don't want them. You're going to want a cerebral type of guy for sure. Okay. Maybe the cerebral assassin Triple H, he's good with a sledgehammer. That's true. We know that he does swing a sledge. You're right. But also, it's a zombie apocalypse, so you want somebody who's entertaining. So, I mean, Stone Cold. Yeah, and, and Cold we also Stone. Know, we know that Steve Austin uh, wears a mask. He's a smart guy. He he takes the precautions in real life. So if he if he's you know out there in the zombie apocalypse with you, one he's he's a hunter. We know that. Yeah, he he knows how to keep himself safe, and he's also entertaining and fun to be around. And you can drink beer, so that seems like a pretty good choice.
0: Also, the amount of money I would pay just to see Stone Cold Stone Cold Stunner a zombie, holy shit! (laughs) Imagine like the head and the spine comes out. Fuck (laughs) man, I would pay a lot of money to see that.
1: Yeah, that would be great. You know,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna second a lot of your opinions there. Where you need somebody who can be a good laugh to be around. You also need somebody who can be kind of a tank and take some damage, take some bumps. Right. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Okay. Who does that better than fucking Mick Foley?
1: Oh, man. Yeah, you'd love to have Mick Foley around. Right? For sure. Yeah. Also, hey, he wears a mask.
0: He's can safe. you imagine? Some precautions.
1: Can you imagine Mick? Like, I'm just imagining you're in a situation where you and mick have sort of gotten separated you're, you're walking along like an interstate interchange and he's like up on the top part you guys have just left lake a walmart you're looting and yeah. he's like up on the bridge part and you're down at the bottom and some zombies are coming after you and he jumps from the top and elbows a zombie in the skull and their head explodes he's dead he's dead oh my god he's dead he had a family yeah. I, yeah, I can see that absolutely going to your right? benefit, having Mick Foley with you. Yes. I think it would be a good thing, man. <laughs> I think it would be a good
0: thing. So that's who I'm bringing along in my squad. I'm bringing old mankind oh, you, Mick Foley with me.
1: You could always take Spike Dudley with you and just throw him at the zombies.
0: That's true. Just toss him at him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, you know what? Honestly... Terry Funk would be a pretty worthy adversary because I don't oh, think you man. can kill him. Period.
1: No, it's impossible to kill Terry Funk. Yeah, <laughs> he was old when he was born. Yeah, that man, I think the that zombies man came would out like... with cigarette voice. <laughs> I think the zombies would like see
0: him and be like, oh, oh, okay, well, we're, so, we're going to be going now. We're out. We're sorry out.
1: about that. See you guys. Sorry, sir.
0: I didn't see it was <laughs> you, Mr. Funk. See you later. <laughs> And then they'd go on and eat somebody else's brains. Their
1: brains and stuff.
0: Yeah, other brains, not those brains. Yeah, not those. <laughs> so there we go, another successful FAQ installment of the Preview Palace. <laughs> uh, you guys be sure to post those up every now and then. We'll just kind of put up a post on Discord and Facebook and stuff, asking you guys for questions. But also, a great way to get your question featured on an episode of Dead and Lovely is to... Give us a review on Apple Podcast. Give us a review. That's right. Say good things about us. Uh, give it a five star rating, and yeah. then at the end of your review, just leave a question. I read them all you the time.
1: What? How about this? If you're listening right now and you're like, "I hate this podcast," but I have a really good question for them, go leave your review with the question yeah but also give it five stars even though you don't like it yeah because, five stars this you know.
0: sucks but guys what do you think about
1: such and such <laughs> five stars this sucks yeah exactly yeah. i like that it would be really great I, if you I did These guys talk about politics too much or whatever you know <laughs> yeah one of those things you know there's no politics in horror movies <laughs> never never Forever. ever obviously
0: all right Steve. the subject of our show today is the
1: sixth Science, the science 19 and not a lot of politics in this movie actually (laughs) actually yeah not really yeah no i would say the closest thing to politics are the people that are hung it seems very obvious that it was a a couple and they were hung because it was a white woman and a black man and i actually
0: didn't catch that really
1: yeah i think that's what it is yeah there's no backstory given but it's it's a, a black child a black man and a white woman are hanging And I that I'm just making assumptions, but huh? uh, I didn't even notice that. Not to say Philly's racist, but if you live in Philly, you can say it for me. (laughs) Maybe that, maybe that.
0: This is our first M Night Shyamalan movie that we've ever done, which is surprising considering we've been doing this for so long. We've never done an M Night movie, and he's got a couple that I'm sure that we'll do on the show. He's kind of a yeah, for sure. A love it or leave it director. I know a lot of it seems like pretty much everybody loves this movie, but then the rest of his catalog is kind of
1: up for debate. Up for debate for sure. A lot of people love Unbreakable. Uh, I think, you know, Signs, The Village, people really just didn't get behind, but some people still dig them. I like like Lady in the Water. I like The Village. The Water is cool, dude. Yeah, Lady in the Water
0: is just like all about fucking film critics and stuff. That's what I like about it. It's all about people critiquing an artist.
1: Yeah, it's a real, it's a weird sort of fairy tale uh, that really is about yeah, critiquing the artist and critiquing his art, and then of course the last Airbender is terrible, happening terrible, bad, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, he's come back with the visit, which uh, not everybody loved, but I think was a solid found footage horror movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it is good. Yeah, and then Split, which I like Split a lot. Great really fun i haven't seen glass here it's not great yeah it's uh, pretty bad yeah but uh you know he's he's been doing he's been doing better films lately and has had more of that like it, it seems obvious he's taking more input but i think a lot of what happened early in his career is so his 1999 was insane yeah Um, he had sold the spec script for the sixth sense to Disney in like a a few years before for $3 million with the caveat that he would get to direct. Okay. So the president of production bought that for, for 3 million. And then he not long after that got uh, demoted and then, uh, quit probably because he made decisions like oh cool spec script here's three million dollars and you can definitely direct it but they <laughs> sold they sold the rights to spyglass but kept like 12.5 percent of the the box office wow which was considered which ended up being yeah like over 600 million dollars so they ended up making yeah they ended up making good money off this but spyglass you know they they inherited the caveat that he got to direct but he he had done a couple of movies he did a a a student film that i have not seen and probably won't rush out to see ever it's called praying with anger and then he did a a comedy called wide awake he wrote and directed both of those okay that's
0: weird i thought that this was his first movie
1: uh it's just the first one that you know got him attention but yeah he, he had already been directing a little bit before that but in 1999 Ben not only did he release Signs but he also wrote Stuart Little What? He wrote Stuart yeah. Little? He wrote Stuart Little what? and uncredited rewrite of She's All That
0: No fucking way.
1: Yeah yeah and he didn't he didn't get credit for it but apparently (laughs) a lot of his writing ended up in it
0: but you know what now i see it the twist is
1: she was pretty all along (laughs) yeah what what oh no yeah so his his 1999 was big all three of those movies did really well yeah and so he kind of yeah he kind of got to do what he wanted for a little bit where it was just like nobody was questioning him and then you know everything uh unbreakable made money the village made money signs made money they all made so much money that it was like well we're not gonna question him and then the happening comes along and it made money but it was just like finally like everybody was like okay this is bad this is real bad and then the last airbender everybody was kind of psyched for because avatar was huge the cartoon is huge still huge uh and he like it seems like a slam dunk to just let somebody who knows the material write it and then you direct it nope (laughs) he wrote it totally destroyed this thing that people loved and they hated him for it and it kind of Like, I mean, he still is getting to do movies constantly, but it kind of hurt his name a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, well, he's, I mean, but he's, he's such a consistent worker. We'll still be talking about him because there are definitely a couple, like The Visit is, is a horror movie. I think... I think The Village is a horror movie, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's a horror movie, even though there's not really any actual horror, but we're supposed to be experiencing it from a blind girl's perspective, so for her, the horror is real.
0: But really, this movie put him on the map, and I remember whenever this came out in 99, like, I didn't see it in theaters or anything, but it was one of those days where you couldn't go anywhere and not hear people talking about this. And and the whole buzz was about the twist, the twist, the twist.
1: Yeah, and of course everybody this was like pre the idea of spoilers yeah really. yeah this is so before everybody a lot of people would were just be like you will never guess that he, uh bruce willis is dead the whole time and you're like fuck like, man well no i wouldn't I have will. guessed that i didn't even know what the story was so nope. yeah but now i'll be watching it the whole time like oh he's dead
0: yep that's what happened to me like david letterman fucking spoiled this for me i can't yeah. remember who was on the show, but I was watching David Letterman one night. Maybe it was Bruce Willis or somebody. Uh-huh. And yeah, he just kind of dropped the bomb of what the spoiler at the end is. And I was like, well, great. Now I know that. So yeah. whenever I watched the movie the first time, you know, probably a couple of years later, it was probably 2002 or something when I watched this, you know, I went into it knowing all along that he was dead, but I was still like, enchanted i was still like this is a really cool movie that's leading me along you know
1: it doesn't it doesn't affect it at all knowing the twist doesn't affect it so like i'm glad it made its money because people were like the twist but this is a good movie without any sort of twist i
0: think so it's one of those ones that you know I, i remember watching it with that in mind and you know watching the movie for the first time and being like maybe i'm confusing this with some other flick Right, you know, like maybe my yeah, kind of and he's lose not dead. the fact
1: that he's dead because it's like they don't reveal until forty five minutes in that the kid sees dead people, so why would you even think that this kid is talking to a dead person?
0: Yeah, that was the shocker for me watching it this time, like I don't think I've seen this movie, God, what is it twenty twenty now? I've probably not seen this movie in fucking fifteen or sixteen years, oh okay, it's and. Been a while. Yeah. I mean, it's been a
1: while for me too, but it, it, more recent. But yeah, it, it's been a while, sure.
0: And I totally forgot that it was that late into the movie. Me you too. Think it's it's not really that long of a flick. What? No. What is it, like an hour forty? Is Hour and a like? half or hour, hour and forty? Half? Yeah. Yeah. It's Somewhere not super long, there. and that happens forty-five minutes in, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, we didn't know this up until now.
1: Yeah, it, like I actually thought it came way later. I thought that, like, the twists had, like, came, like, back to back, sort of, where it's like, he's like, I see dead people, and then Bruce Willis goes home, and he's like, wait a second, am I dead? Like, I thought that's what happened, Hmm. but no, like, they're, they're so far separated, and Bruce Willis doesn't even begin to think anything of the sort, like, he's not even on that wavelength of, oh, I might be dead, he's still just child psychiatrist who's like, oh okay that's interesting you think CC's dead people yeah yeah like so the way it plays out yeah you wouldn't guess (laughs) like they were right when they said out loud you'd never guess that I wouldn't have I really wouldn't have guessed that but I did not get to have that experience and it reminds me Ben that movies like this created those assholes that did stuff like buy the Harry Potter book and then scream oh my Dumbledore's God. dead at people who are in line for the Harry Potter book. Yeah, just create uh, fucking assholes. And somebody, out, somebody listening right now is about to get their feelings hurt. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Those fuck people you, are dude. assholes. There's yeah. no reason for that. You've no. done nothing funny. It's not funny. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, ha 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 Yeah, I can't what's the imagine fucking joke? being so
0: uncreative and unproductive and contributing so little to the human experience that all that i can come up with is maybe i spoil other people's fun
1: yeah how fucking lame can you get i don't know i i like to believe it was teenagers you know because teenagers psychopaths but it was probably grown-ass adults yeah
0: probably (laughs) fucking grown-ups yeah yeah probably so yeah this is one of those ones that I mean yeah i, I definitely had spoiled to me first from david letterman and stuff but like yeah. i said you couldn't go anywhere without hearing people talk about this right. and yeah. intentionally spoiling it and ruining yeah. your fun and shit
1: it cre, yeah it created the idea like that you shouldn't spoil stuff for people like up to that point really i mean again this is like we talked about this on our x-files episode of the uh a patreon episode so go become a patron I'm a patron yeah you hear this. but Like in the 90s like it was the beginning of the development of like online fandom and like everything up to that point it had been like you know there were some movies with surprises and stuff but most things it was like either you you went and saw it opening night or opening weekend or you probably weren't gonna see it really (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> there there was really just this like everybody is seeing everything at the same time we all watch the same tv shows at the same time and by 1999 people are you know already you've got vhs's you you know you can easily rent stuff like people people are more flexible in the way they are consuming media and then this comes along and it's just this real big like hinging seemingly on a twist you know probably for most of the audience that's what they're out there for like this was like knowing how to act at this time was not really established like it was there was no etiquette for spoilers yeah so you would immediately go online and be like guys you gotta go see six you'll never guess bruce was dead the whole time and people are like "Why?" Well, i guess i would never guess that and then they go see it and then they're like you're right i would have never guessed that i wish i hadn't heard it <laughs>
0: yeah really fuck yeah. you yeah
1: yeah but it, it helped develop that like whole i mean i i think people are far less sensitive about it now it, it really is just one of those things where it's like yeah you're gonna hear a lot about movies before you ever see them but uh i think it did sort of set up that late 2000s please don't spoil anything for me there's that key and spiel key and peel skit where they're like T- like they keep interrupting each other and they're talking and they're like no, no spoilers no spoilers and it's just like everything like you know they start talking about the weather tomorrow it's like no spoilers <laughs> no spoilers like people were kind of obsessed with not having shit spoiled for them for a little while
0: yeah yeah no doubt yeah. man wow yeah it was really something man this is just one of those like cultural phenomenons like kind of up there with was. like Scream and it's stuff huge. like that where you couldn't yes. you couldn't yeah. get away from it M. Night Shyamalan was like on every fucking talk show and on the cover of yeah. every magazine and stuff because this this flick made such an impact in 99 it was huge. and yeah. really it's like I think because this is one of those movies that was such a right place right time thing where yeah. I think that horror fans at this point were starved for something that was an original story that wasn't a CG laden or like You're scream right. rip off piece of shit you know
1: Yeah yeah, like, the just the year before, you get Blair Witch Project, which is completely new to to people at the time, yeah. and it made tons of money. Uh, and, yeah, it, it sets up this idea that the next year, yeah, you can produce something that's not another Scream ripoff, and people are going to go see it. They're tired of Scream ripoffs. They want to see something original. Yeah, totally. And this worked so well.
0: But then also, too, it's like, it's one of those rare... You know, flicks that is admired in the horror community, where also your parents could watch this. Like this feels really like a Hitchcock
1: or Twilight Zone kind of feel. Like it's not honestly horror horror. You know? Yeah. Honestly, your parents should watch this. This is a movie that I think a lot of uh, parents would really identify with. That uh, this is, I mean, this is the root of the Babadook in a lot of ways. Like the the idea of the mother who cannot communicate. With her son and can't get him to communicate what he's feeling and stuff, and how you know they they slowly develop this trust that finally you know comes to a head that that is our actual ending to this movie where he finally is able to tell her that he sees dead people and you know uh he he sees in fact her mother and has messages from her mother. It's it's a real, like, affecting movie. There are a lot of very strong scenes. And, of course, uh, Haley Joel Osment is probably one of the best child actors ever. Yeah, let's talk about that cast a little bit, because
0: this is actually a, a returning visit for a lot of these people. This is our second oh, yeah. Haley uh-huh. Joel Osment flick. Weirdly, we did That's Tusk true. before this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is That's our... True. Is it second or third Tony Collette movie? Third I mean,
1: Tony Collette movie. We did Hereditary and um uh, Krampus,
0: Crampus, that's right. That's, that's the right. other one she yep. was in. That's right, man. Yeah. And our second Bruce Willis movie because we did Die Hard as well. Die wild Hard, guard.
1: yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it won't be our
1: last Bruce Willis movie either cuz Death Becomes Her is a definite future movie. That's happening. Uh, I know I know Kate wants it and I want it for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh also they they snuck in Olivia Williams, who, uh, you know, you may not know immediately from name, but she is the love interest in Rushmore, which is where I first got my crush on her. Oh, it's a great. Yeah, movie. she's, she's, she's a cute lady. And uh, she also played Mora McTaggart in X-Men uh, The Last Stand, the third one. I totally forgot one. about that. That was terrible. <laughs> Man, I've yeah. been
0: meaning to watch that X-Men Dark Penis movie.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it I've yet. I've heard it's it, real bad. I bet. Because Days of Future Past was good, and then it. Apocalypse not movie good. was terrible. Not good. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Olivia Williams is good. Then we got us a Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie and ben, Wahlberg. I I just Okay. I am not in any way. Uh trying to diminish Donny Wahlberg, in fact, I'm trying to say uh, uh get your head up, King uh, you're one of those Donny Wahlberg apologists, aren't you well what i'm what what happened is I was looking at his Wikipedia and there's there's a a header that says New Kids on the Block, and I'm gonna read you every single thing it says under there Ben Are you ready for this? I'm ready, okay, hit me as a recording artist. Wahlberg is known as an original member of the boy band New Kids on the Block. Sure. That's that's it. That's all Uh-oh. it says. Oh. That would be like if you went to Justin Timberlake's and it said, oh yeah, he was in he was in NSYNC? Is that what he was in? Yeah, that's right. It just said uh, Justin Timberlake was a founding member of NSYNC. And that's about it. You mean the bi- New Kids, oh he was a founding member of New Kids on the Block. The biggest boy band in the early 90s like the gigantic boy band that had a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> I think Ben selling him short I don't think they're selling him short because it is a detailed Wikipedia page I think he has somebody keeping it up and keeping that to one sentence and if you if that is the case mr. Wahlberg I know you're listening he he loves us he emails me all the time Clearly, he's like yeah he's a huge you, fan. Need to be, you guys should be on wall burgers that's what he says yeah um i'm telling you you need to stop being ashamed of being in one of the biggest boy bands ever own it own it up as a teenager yeah really you're on top of the world donnie dude one time i got so drunk as a teenager i walked to the edge of my hallway in my, my room in the basement and I just pissed on the floor and then I noticed it and then I tried to clean it up with my underwear. Put that in my Wikipedia page. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Why would you be ashamed? Why? Own your past, dude. Own, Own it, it up. It's the fucking... It's amazing. You were part of... it Anyway, that <laughs> just blew my mind when I saw that. Because, like, yeah, he's he's he does a really good job in this and he, like, lost a lot of weight to look... Really sickly and stuff, and like I get that you're an actor now, but like you you have a past that isn't a shameful past. Yeah, I don't understand. Like wow. your brother beat up a one-eyed Vietnamese guy. Like, it's mm, true. Mark you, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that did happen. He beat up a one-eyed Vietnamese guy.
0: Not as proudest moment. Not as proudest <laughs> no, moment. Really? No,
1: it's not. But yeah, this is one of Donnie Wahlberg's first acting. Um, roles. He he had been in a movie called Bullet, uh, a few years earlier with Tupac and Mickey Rourke. Oh, which is, yeah, I heard about uh, that. Has a surprising cast and and actually is better than you might think it would be. But uh, he he's also been in some more horror movies, so we'll definitely be talking about him in the future because he was in Saw two through five.
0: Holy shit! Really?
1: Yeah, yeah. He plays one of the detectives.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's he's had a good acting career. I I just. Man, it's just it depresses me to think that somebody would be ashamed of just being in a popular boy band. I understand it's like not the coolest thing in the world, but nothing a teenager does is cool. No, huh? No. Yeah, I mean, who are you come trying on. to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Uh, on, I, but we sh- we should definitely talk about Tony Collette here because this is something we've already talked about her twice. This is something I did not recognize until this time looking through her her body of work. Tony Collette is a legit EGOT candidate. EGOT. EGOT. What is that? The EGOT is when you oh, have an Emmy, Emmy Grammy. a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Right. She is a legit EGOT candidate. She already has the Emmy. She has a, a primetime Emmy for United States of Terror. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Her name uh, is Tony. Her name is Tony. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> she's already got that. Uh, no. So she is a singer. In her own band, Tony Collette and the Finish. So Wait, there's, what? A, Gra- she has a, there's band? a Grammy. Yeah. So there's a Grammy possibility. She has also sung uh cover songs on soundtracks, another Grammy possibility. And she has sung in cast recordings for musicals. Another Grammy possibility. No shit. She um has been snubbed for hereditary for Academy Award. Makes but no was sense nominated for best supporting actress for this that's what i don't get
0: i mean like yeah, yeah. she's great in this but it's like dude hereditary, Her hereditary yeah holy yeah. shit that was the best not thing even I saw getting all year.
1: nominated that is just mm.
0: that's a joke that is such a yeah. blatant snub to the entire genre of horror
1: and ben she has been nominated for an for a tony for best leading actress in a musical Oh. So she and she's only in her forties. So I I think Tony Collette will eventually, you got. She's a fucking badass. She's incredible. She's an absolute badass. Yeah. yeah, she's great.
0: And she's really good in this. And you know I really like her character as far as like she's she's a mom raising this kid yeah. on her own. She's uh-huh. working two jobs and stuff. She's trying her best. And. Mm-hmm. You know it, it is kind of similar to the Duke in a lot of ways in terms of her relationship with her son only it, right. it never goes as far right. as the Duke i mean obviously well, also the mom I is think, the main character in the Duke too yeah uh,
1: i think there's something I, I i tried to pick that difference apart myself too and i think what we got there is that the the difference in the Duke is that the husband slash father died and it it may be wrong but it is possible to blame the baby so Mm. you can see where her like anger and resentment has built up yeah in this case the husband has left them and that of course makes tony collette cling closer to her son makes her son cling closer to him so they are close there's no resentment between the two of them and so does he's got these behavioral problems like the kid in the Baba Duke, but luckily tony collette is she's all together like she she is a really good mom throughout this she's working a lot because she has to but beyond that she is there for him she's always trying to communicate with him always trying to understand him
0: yeah yeah totally yeah. man she does a really fantastic job in this as does Haley Joel Osment, who is... Dude, like, the whole time that I was watching this, I was like, he's just like a little man. Like, he doesn't seem like a kid in this. He seems like Mm -hmm. a small adult man.
1: Yeah. So, apparently, uh, Haley Joel Osment's father did not speak to his children in baby talk ever. He would only talk to them like you talk to an adult. And so, they developed... These communication skills pretty early of you have to you have to say what you're thinking like you have to make clear what you're trying to say. Uh, I don't know how d- you'd have to be very disciplined to do that. Yeah, because I see a baby and I go to baby talk immediately. I'm Man, like, I want to eat your little toes.
0: <laughs> no, that that's cannibal talk, Steve. That's pretty different. Oh, really? And then yeah, I want to yeah, eat yeah. that fat leg. Yeah, eating a baby is is. Um... It's pretty scary. That's, oh, that's not it? really what you want to do. No. You're not
1: supposed to eat a baby. Uh uh-uh. no, mm, no. They no, look no. so tasty, though.
0: Mm, I've heard they're I pretty know. high in saturated fats and stuff. I you think know that's what? A Good idea.
1: You don't want to eat a baby, but you're cool with smashing one up and then spreading it on your broomstick to fly at night. You goddamn right I am. Also, hey, <laughs> eating babies great keto option.
0: That's true. Pretty low carb food, and babies. babies. <laughs> hmm. Think about that. Consider that. <laughs> I'll have the baby, no bun, lettuce wrap, lettuce wrap, bun on that baby.
1: I'm watching my figure. Yeah, Uh, how did we start uh, talking about
0: eating babies? (laughs) (laughs) What
1: happened? Where am I? I Haley Joel Osment, though, yeah, he had already done Forrest Gump five years before this. Think about that. Wow, Forrest Gump. I mean, he was a small role in that and didn't say much, but he had already been in a gigantic movie. Uh, he also did AI the year after this. Oh wow! Or two years maybe. Uh, and he also is the voice of Sora on Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so no some shit. people are happy about that. Wow. Kingdom Hearts is. Uh, have you played Kingdom Hearts? I no, a but I'm, I'm
0: aware of it, but I never played it. Kingdom
1: Hearts is fun. I mean, I it's it's a lot of. Uh, it's got a lot of the Final Fantasy element, so tons of cutscenes. But just the Disney character element is fun. I bet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he's awesome in this man. It's not one of those things where like he's good for a kid. No, no he's really he's really good. good, man. Yeah, and, and he he's has, really good. I think a wide range in this too. Whereas like even like yeah, let's say for example, the kid in the Babadook is is very just kind of like I'm fucking yeah. annoying as shit the whole movie. In yeah. this movie, it's like you get moments with with Haley where he is very dark and introspective mm-hmm. as he's seeing this, mm-hmm. these fucked up things in front of his eyes. But he also has moments where it's just like. At the end of the day, he's still a kid and he puts on like that little magic show and stuff like this. Very believable, you know, because as a kid, you can snap between realms of emotion that way where something can be hyper dark and hyper sad and then you're just a fucking silly nine-year-old kid a minute later.
1: Yeah. Um, And then
0: also too, like moments where, I don't know, like one of the moments in particular for me that really stood out in terms of his performance is... There's one part there where he's like, he's seen a ghost and stuff and he goes and Mm. retreats to his, his tent where he's got like all the little army men and Jesus statues and stuff. Yes. And he's like kind of comforting himself. He's like, it's okay. It's all right. Just like talking himself through it. It's Mm -hmm. so pitiful. It's so sad, Yes, it is. but also like just the kind of shit you would do when you put your head under the covers and stuff. When you were a kid, he really, really nails it. And part of that is like his performance. And also part of it's the writing
1: yes the writing is done really well where like you know it's the way he talks is not overly adult like he seems like it's just a little man but like he's not (laughs) it's not not like a
0: stephen king kid (laughs) right
1: right he's not saying stuff adults would say he's still talking like a kid he's just very perceptive he's uh seems to to recognize a lot in the world yeah yeah i think i did something this time that i've never done before and i I think i'd recommend it if you're listening and you're like oh i haven't seen six since in a while but you know i want to listen to the podcast go back and watch it again and just try to watch it from cole's perspective knowing he sees dead people i'd like to do that yeah. yeah you will notice that okay so like say for instance the first time he sees bruce willis um he runs Hmm. Like it's a horror movie when Bruce Willis is following him. Yeah. That's a horror movie. I guess so. Movie. Yeah, he does shit him. That's why he's running. Huh. He's not late. He's running because he's he's saw a ghost the second he walked outside. I and so he's running that. from this guy. Uh there's so many scenes where like you can tell he's seeing something, but we're not seeing it because we haven't been told yet that he sees dead people. Yeah. So like a lot of st- oh uh for instance whenever you know he's sitting in the kitchen and, and uh the mom leaves and she comes back and all the cabinets are open
0: yeah very poltergeist and,
1: moment yeah and he's just sitting there and he's he's being very very calm but when he walks away you can see how hard he had his hand on the table oh, i love that like yeah how, like you see how like how the afraid perspiration he was. there yeah, yeah.
0: But he's like yes. keeping it cool. He's trying to keep it cool yeah. for
1: mom and stuff. Exactly. Like so much of what he does is trying to keep it cool for mom. He's become this like adult man because he's having to lie about what he sees, but you it's not it's not like a it's not like a mental illness like he that it would it would be more comforting for him, maybe if it was a mental illness. But he, he actually knows that this is real. Like he can tell this is real. This is a reality and no one else can see it. So he just has to hide it. He can't talk about it. Uh, it's it's interesting to just go back and watch it and imagine what this would look like. Wow. Yeah. If we were shown the movie through Cole's eyes without a lot scarier yeah it would be way scary I mean because right now I would say this is a horror movie because it's about ghosts and we see some pretty brutal shit but in a lot of ways if you don't think of it through Cole's perspective this is just kind of a, a drama about a psychiatrist who, who is trying to rectify the the pro- the failures that he had on earth before he can move on
0: yeah yeah. 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 And you know, even that perspective on the movie where it, it's like you said, him trying to reach Haley Joe Osment's character of Cole and help him through his issues and problems is him making up for failing Donnie Wahlberg yeah. in life. Vincent is his character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me that this movie didn't choose to go the route of yeah, Bruce Willis was this corrupt psychiatrist that failed Vincent because he was off fucking doing blow off of hookers' butts, right? And that's why he came back and killed him or anything like that.
1: It's like, no, no, he, no, he, he just tried, couldn't reach him. Yeah, he couldn't reach him because he couldn't understand that he saw dead people. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, like, like like Bruce Willis's character in this is wholly good. Like all he ever tried he, to do is help. I guess, I guess, in a sense, it's like you get the impression that his work made him neglect his wife. Um, which is not not great, but I don't think that that's yeah. a, a huge part of like his character and of the movie and no, stuff.
1: No, no, and, and it wasn't even like he preferred work to his wife. It yeah. was that he was so dedicated to his work, and then when you know his work is about helping children, it's like, well, gosh, like he's a really good guy. Like yeah. even even the worst thing he's doing is he's trying too hard to help kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, trying to help kids too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I the. I like to think about Vincent's character too uh, in relation to this being a horror movie and specifically whenever Malcolm listens back to his session with Vincent and listens to the moment when he leaves the office and he turns it up real loud and we hear voices talking to him yeah well like the voice he hears is in Spanish but the first voice you hear says pomaguitia which means help me in Russian oh so just imagine you are a child sitting alone in a room and two ghosts speaking foreign languages are asking you to help them and you don't understand a fucking word of it yes it's frightening as fuck it is insane to think about like the this movie does something that is like it is beyond hiding the monster in the shadows. It hides the horror movie in a different perspective. like if you can look at the movie from a different perspective, you see how it's a horror movie, yeah, but it also gives you this completely uh normal but interesting story about a man overcoming and rectifying his failures yeah but the secondary story is a horror movie about kids being tormented by the fact they can see ghosts and they don't have anybody they can talk to about it
0: wow yeah that does kind of introduce this world where it's like it's not just Haley that has this no yeah pa- power gift ability whatever like apparently yeah, this is curse. something that, yeah. that other people have as well which is kind of interesting because uh, M Night seems to have a thing about people with superpowers.
1: That's true, and I mean, could you imagine if they were like uh, Glass was a little bit of disappointment, made money. What if we brought in Cole Seer, right? And now there's a maybe an army of ghosts or something. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what happens in Glass. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he journeys
0: into like that that big cave and presents the ghost with the sword that was right. his father's sword and he he gains the power of the ghost army lord of the Rings style
1: right 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 and then they follow him and he releases them instead of taking them with him to mordor yeah might be like that made sense <laughs> he did that <laughs> like, didn't he why, he was like i keep my word it's like well, why didn't you make your word after you help us and mordor like just different word think of your words maybe huh.
0: yeah they would have been handy there inside of mordor fighting all those fucking ogres and goblins Mm -hmm. and stuff huh
1: yeah yeah that's stupid yeah yeah well fuck thanks steve (laughs) jesus sorry i mean i'm just saying when you have a nuclear weapon like why would you say i'm only gonna use it for this bit yeah, but yeah. Then yeah. the real hard bit we no, you guys can go. You take We're gonna that. do
0: this the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's kind of a I problem, mean, huh?
1: It would have been a shitty scene though. We would not have gotten the the uh, you know, uh, Aragon like just like, you know, leading the charge sort of moment. It would have just been like, oh, there go the ghosts. Oh, everybody's dead. Cool. Let's walk in now.
0: (laughs) A little anticlimactic. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, though, is if you did bring Cole into the Unbreakable universe, whenever he encountered Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, it would be really
1: awkward. It would be. would be like, do you have a, hmm. You look just like this dead guy that I knew. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, except he had hair yeah and you don't so maybe yeah. that's the difference maybe, maybe that's the, the difference. difference yeah <laughs> it i would, would like kind of awkward i would like to find out that uh kimmy schmidt is part of the unbreakable
0: universe shit why not man why not <laughs> and jonathan van ness just because and,
1: yeah of course yeah jonathan van ness shows up and he makes everyone look fabulous makes them all feel great and then boom off they go
0: yeah why not it's not going to make the movie worse
1: i can't imagine how it (laughs) would
0: now of course Haley sees a variety of ghouls he sees haints and boogers imagine if that point in the movie if he would have been like i see boogers (laughs) i
1: see haints they don't know they're boogers (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great yeah that would would have been been fantastic the redneck
0: sixth sense (laughs) <laughs> i see boogers they don't know them haints
1: they don't know they is haints <laughs> it, it wouldn't be called the sixth sense though it would be like something about jesus it'd
0: be called that other jesus
1: sense That other that other you
0: know you got all the senses and then <laughs> you know that, that other. one that one that one That'n. Mm. maybe you, know you billy's just boy that one that and he yeah. sees people that have a variety of, of wounds and ailments. What caused their right. death, their untimely it's,
1: demise. It seems like, it seems like he, he sees only like the stuff we see is he sees only people that have had terrible, terrible deaths, but he also sees his grandmother. So it, yeah, we don't get shown that he also sees like nice ghosts.
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering about too. Is like does he ever just like meet up with people who are just like, "Hey, kid,
1: <laughs> I died of old age." It wasn't it wasn't too bad. Yeah. How many Don't Native worry.
0: American ghosts does he see? Good lord, man. Oh
1: man. Yeah. It's got to be endless. I, it would there would be a ton. I mean, this is Philadelphia. There would be a ton of oh, dead soldiers all over
0: the place. All over the place, for sure, man. And how many like boring ghosts does he run into where he's like Uh, Yeah, he meets one who's like, "Hey, kid, I gotta
1: get away from this
0: guy." I think this (laughs) ham is still good. Do you want a sandwich? And it's just like a guy that died of botulism or something. Hey, hey, cool! I got these dented cans at the store. I think they're still good though. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: the really boring ghosts that you don't see. The puke. If the puking girl had said, "I think this ham is still good," it would have been hilarious. Oh, my God. Does yeah. he ever
0: meet ones that, like, accidentally died of, like, auto-erotic asphyxiation? <laughs> like
1: oh, <that>? no. <laughs> hey, oh, does he, he ever I, and, and does he see them hanging like he sees the other people hanging? Oh, guy, so, he like just like sees them, them hanging and jerking it, and he's like, they're just like, ah, he can't." Ah. And he's like, David Carradine, leave me no. now. <laughs> the guy from NXS, ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I wonder about all the boring ones that he saw. I choked on some chicken. Like, that's a boring <laughs> it ghost. It was really dry. Yeah. <laughs> you should okay. never grill breasts. They're too fucking dry. There's not enough fat on them.
1: <laughs> you gotta, gotta butterfly those if you're gonna grill them.
0: I'm telling you. You ever met anybody that's choked on a chicken thigh? I haven't.
1: No. No. Because chicken thighs are delicious and it's buttery. better cut
0: of meat. It's the wing better of the future. Cut of meat. I've said it the before. Wing the wing of the future. The wing of
1: the future. I'm with you
0: he sees a so, misha yeah. barton ghost who's like he does
1: throwing up oatmeal and stuff i guess yeah she thinks she's feeling better man that whole story's super sad it's i a real was, sad. i mean munchausen this whole syndrome mo- scenario yeah this whole movie just uh is full of things that that kill me i i wept my entire way through this but uh the specifically the bruce willis being dead i cannot imagine the what would happen to my Mm. wife like it just seems devastating like i i can imagine what would happen to me if my wife died because i'm me and i've of course thought about it because i have anxiety um but i can't imagine how how she would go through it and that that is like one of our biggest fears i think as humans like what happens to our loved ones when we die Mm. it's like i don't i don't care I just assume nothing when you die like just nothing if, yeah. if there is something okay interesting sure whatever but I just assume nothing but the people that are still alive have to deal with it like that's that's the tragedy of death is that the people who are still alive and don't have that person anymore and yeah. you you can't you can't really imagine what it's like unless you've lost somebody too soon you know like we've all lost older grandparents and stuff and yeah sometimes it is too soon but when when you lose like i I had a few friends die in high school and you just don't even know how to process it at that age like as a teenager you just don't know exactly what that means because you don't have much of a life so you don't know what you're losing and then as an adult, I've had, you know, friends die and it's just like, oh, you know, you're only you're not only thinking about yourself, but I think that's like the first fear. Yeah. Like Somebody close to you dies. You just suddenly it's like, oh, fuck. Right. That's a thing we do. Yeah. We die. Yeah. No doubt. And so, yeah. No death is just hard to deal with and then yeah the the story of the little girl being poisoned by her mom is hard to deal with because it's real like it's a thing that happens yeah and it's just disgusting to imagine like uh he he, like M. Night Shyamalan I don't know how he did it but he's real good at writing kids I think in general I think you're right yeah all of his kid characters I tend to really enjoy signs with Abigail Breslin oh my gosh she's so adorable yeah fantastic yeah but uh the the things that both misha barton and her sister say are just like the perfectly devastating things like when her little sister says am i gonna see kira again and it's just like oh no little oh, baby man yeah oh yeah uh yeah so it's just like i i think he was able to tap into our real human fears of death and then also able to like help Cole see, Cole seer, see that. Oh, oh I get it no. Right. The thing that he thinks is a curse is it can be a gift. He can help people.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about this movie that I really enjoy is, is really like Cole and what is Bruce Willis's character's name? Malcolm. Malcolm are really like one hand washing the other. Yep. You know, where it's like Bruce Willis is instructing him like maybe to help these ghosts move to the next phase, you need to listen to them. Don't run away. Don't be scared of them. Listen to them, which is a great fucking life lesson. Yeah. But then at the same time, you know, he's helping Bruce Willis himself move on to the next phase. Yeah,
1: he is. He is. And it's it's I I think like. I think that the ending of this is so masterfully beautiful that what I'm about to say kind of sucks. Huh? I I think that this led this along with others like it around the time helped lead to that early 2000s renewal of uh, the people who can talk to the dead. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there were a few stories are a few uh, shows on in the 2000s oh, yeah. Fucking, of...
0: Was it Reaching Out or what the fuck ever?
1: Yeah. Uh, and those people were, I think... They saw, oh, this is a soft moment where people sort of think maybe that that's a possibility and that I'm a good person for doing it. Yeah. So I can use their... Fears of death and their insecurities and their desire to hear one last thing from yeah, totally. this person or that person to steal money from them because yep. I'm a piece of shit.
0: Just another charlatan taking advantage of people's vulnerability.
1: Yep. Nothing so new. Th- this movie in like if the if the world were like this movie, then people like Cole would be absolutely amazing. It would be awesome if somebody could help us. Uh, you know, get over our anxieties of death by t- uh, communicating from the other side and saying, this is what it's like. That must but be great. But that's not the yeah. world we live in. The world we live in, the people that do that are all lying. Yeah. They've all been exposed. They're constantly being exposed. They're, it's insane how disgusting some human beings are. Oh, yeah. Taking advantage of
0: their fellow man at their most vulnerable time fucking shitty as hell and you know that's another thing about this too that i do like is that this movie you know manages to totally skirt any kind of discussion about the afterlife heaven hell purgatory like it's just it never really gets into that it doesn't touch religious afterlife Mm -hmm. concepts at all
1: it does uh though indicate very clearly that that Jesus isn't stopping these ghosts because he runs into the church to escape Malcolm and then Malcolm just follows him in. That's true. And he has all those like religious icons in his little tent. And then that one ghost just rips the tent open. Yeah. Like he doesn't work. Uh, I thought so, about that,
0: but it does kind of give us some religious yeah. iconography, but it does kind of show that it's also mm-hmm. ineffective, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. but it's it's still s- presenting us with this world where there is something beyond, or at the very least, there's something that may stick around if if things aren't right.
0: Yeah. But it's also yeah. kind of telling us that, that religion is ultimately just a, a coping device yeah. of trying to feel as if there is some sort of hope that happens after we die.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, I mean, death is- It doesn't say it's number- wrong either. It's not like a blasphemous movie.
1: no. No. Yeah, I mean it, I mean the the idea the idea that uh, lies can comfort people is is helpful, I think.
0: Well, the placebo it's, effect is documented, man. I mean, it works. Yeah,
1: but it, it those lies almost always have to be elaborated on and almost always end up with you should give money to somebody because of this. At the end of the day, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice that people have religion to go to, but not not one of them is not wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. not a single one of them is not, in some way, doing something to take from others what shouldn't be taken. Yeah. And that's a shame. It I is. mean, like. I think of the 10 years I spent as a Mormon and like, I don't resent any of it except all the fun I could have been having. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you took away from me the fun I could have been having because I thought this was all that mattered. Turns out this doesn't matter. None of that matters. And I could just be having fun. <laughs> so I'm going to go do that now. Bye. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right though. It doesn't it doesn't set up a heaven or hell. And like uh it does seem that even the ghosts that scare him aren't trying to hurt him.
0: No. Uh uh-uh. yeah, they, they, they're they not just, out to just spook him or anything.
1: Yeah, they they see that he sees them and they like, get so desperate for his like attention and and stuff. It's Yeah. I I I would love to see more maybe like a coal Seer grown up in the the Glass sort of universe but i also think like eh, i think this is a pretty nice like story it yeah, all
0: it's totally okay if it's just sort of is a self-contained
1: yeah it's thing. all nice and nice and wrapped up at the end so why why go any further with that
0: yeah totally and one thing that i really appreciate about the appreciate about the ghosts in this too is unlike so many other horror flicks that were coming out around this time they're not cgi ridden abominations that are super dated like everything in here seems
1: practical to me i i okay so i think maybe it was touched up a little bit in some areas like they definitely had the budget it's surprisingly a 40 million dollar budget for 1999
0: seems like a cheap Uh, movie i mean other than getting bruce willis it seems like there's not really a lot of budget here
1: yeah, so there may have been some just touching up and whatnot, but it it looks very much to me like they're doing practical effects with the like the cuts on the arms, the the hole in the back of the head, the kid that like accidentally shot himself, I assume, with his dad's gun. Yeah, like it all seems practical, and none of it's shown for long enough that you know that it uh, would the doubt need sets in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would need to be overly amazing, so. Yeah, I, I I don't yeah I don't think there's any CGI in this as far as I can tell, but I'm sure they you know they did the computers. It was 1999. There's no way they would avoid it. Yeah,
0: totally, man. So I like that about this movie. It's it's just kind of a an anomaly in this time period that it is not ridden with garbage CG that dates it. I don't think this is a very dated movie whatsoever. Honestly, I mean maybe some nah, of the fashion and sh- stuff. I mean, well, yeah. If you see Tony Collette wearing a green velvet top you're just like oh late 90s obviously duh but past that oh and some of the soundtrack too the soundtrack is very like early mtv2 era (laughs) the the, uh the non-original score that is is very dated but other than that not really so much i think it's a pretty timeless kind of flick now one of the things in this movie that a lot of people take gripes with is you know i see people all the time complain that like oh you could find holes in this all over the place where does where does Bruce Willis go when he sleeps at night? How come this didn't happen? How come he doesn't wake up in the morning next to his wife and she doesn't notice him? Like, people complain about all this stuff, but I don't think that Bruce Willis is at all living in any sort of linear timeline as we know it.
1: No, he, he says as much early on that, like, he he's losing track of time and yeah. all this stuff. Like, I think the fades to black cuts are him fading out of consciousness and coming back in in moments like yeah we're we're just seeing the way existence is for him
0: well it'd be like you know when one dream ends and another one begins while you're sleeping it's like how can you even tell when one starts and one stops like the the time in between dreams as you sleep is non-existent
1: yeah and it's it's also interesting that like if you pay attention there's no obvious timeline going on we just see that there are like it's definitely cold outside well it tells us the time. next
0: fall after he dies and at one point yeah. there there is a pumpkin in- yeah. implicating halloween
1: so we got that so yeah they're there but it seems like he is just dropping in on specific moments in cole's life and it's like they're the exact moments he needs to be there
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, because that's the thing is like really if you're watching this movie and trying to make literal sense of it and you're like, how did this child psychologist get on the bus with this kid? How did he go to a funeral with this kid? It doesn't really make sense if you look at it from that perspective. But when you factor Mm -hmm. in that Bruce himself isn't even aware of the fact that he is jumping in and out of different timelines. Right. It all kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Cole is so used to it. He's so used to ghosts just suddenly appearing.
0: That's true, yeah. And, and they don't know that it's not Thursday anymore. Yeah. He knows exactly how to treat them because he's dealt with this his whole life. Yeah.
1: yeah, which is set up by the way he deals with his mom. He is very adept at dealing with the two separate worlds. Like, I, I noticed uh, the time I watched... Uh, last night. I noticed whenever he comes in and Bruce Willis is sitting in the chair across from his mom and he talks to his mom and his mom leaves the room and then Bruce Willis starts talking to him. He doesn't talk back. He's yeah. just he's just nodding and like he does the like walking forward, walking back thing, but he's not talking back because if he talks back, his mom will hear him talking back and ask, who are you talking to?
0: Right, yeah. I, I thought about that a couple times in the movie too. And also too, it shows us that while she's doing house stuff, she walks around with headphones on and stuff, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Cole's really adept, then, at, at uh, navigating this world. And, you know, after the initial fear of Malcolm, he comes to trust him. So when Malcolm suddenly shows up on the bus or whatever, like, just pops into existence, Cole's cool with it. It's like, oh, it's my friend Malcolm. Like, he he's not going to feel... Like, oh no, a man with his jaw off or something sitting next to me all of a sudden. like He doesn't have anything to fear at this point. So anytime that that Bruce Willis pops in after the first couple of times, Cole is ready for him and maybe has even been waiting for him at times. Like, when will he pop back in?
0: Yeah. Well, because it's also got to be a unique experience because it seems like Bruce is the only ghost that is there for him like the other ghosts right. are all about like yeah let me show you where help I, me, my dad help keeps me, his gun. Yeah. yeah help me uh bruce is the one that's trying to help him through his issues and i guess it's because bruce died with unresolved guilt about not yeah. being able to reach vincent um yeah, and, so, and even like something that kate and i were talking about is you know one of the first times he meets cole he's like hey you know sorry i missed our appointment i wonder if his first appointment with cole was supposed to be you know A month after when he got shot and died
1: oh yeah because he has all that information about him yeah so he he has definitely talked with the mom and gotten all this information so yeah you that's probably i didn't even think about that that's definitely got to be what it is he's he's gotten all this information uh and like now he's showing up thinking like oh i missed that appointment last week now here i am or last month or whatever now here i am really sorry about that cole yeah and he's just picking up there so and and again that would be some sort of unresolved issue too he had initiated dealing with cole but hadn't gotten into it yet so it's like he has these three different things he starts with the one it leads to the other two and then boom he's off and that's something about that
0: that kind of reminds me in a lot of ways of I think that the nearest comparable thing to this would be a movie like jacob 's ladder where right uh, yeah. and, and check out our episode on that i think that 's one of our mm-hmm. best episodes is that a is a good episode. Episode. That, yeah. that movie dude is is fucking incredible i think I still think about that movie very often <laughs> um, because you know as as Jacob in that movie is uh spoilers as he is dying. He is hmm. going through all of his unresolved things that he has in his life and his idea yeah. of what his future would have been and all this kind right. of stuff. And I think that we get a little bit of that in this movie. I think that I think that this movie is kind of one note in a lot of ways, Like whereas a movie like Jacob's Ladder is way more about the entire scope of this guy's personal relationships, his relationships with family and women and right. his friends and all this kind of stuff. Uh, that he is dealing with and coming to grips with as he is dying uh and trying to process. I think it's a very beautiful movie. Yeah. This movie is a lot more focused on one aspect.
1: You yeah, know? and I I think I think that's because like it's almost like maybe you write the story about Cole and then you invert it and make it about Malcolm. Like yeah. the you you've established that like the secondary character Malcolm so like he has his one big issue but then when you make that issue like the thing you're you're focusing on all of the other like nuances with Cole get kind of lost in the black spaces like in the moments when he's not there we don't know what's happening with Cole right. we're following him yeah so yeah it is it is kind of just like he he's only focused on the this very specific thing you know it's got the story of uh dealing with his wife and dealing with with cole that can be seen as two different stories but they kind of they they just wrap into each other so perfectly so like tightly that it's 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 hard to ever get a sense that he is dead i think i mean i know uh, it also in the early or yeah early 2000s late 90s whenever stuff like this was happening there were all these the assholes who were like i figured it out yeah yeah (laughs) like no you didn't you didn't figure this out i couldn't possibly have figured out that he was dead it just seems like uh though as you said like jacob's ladder that it does just skip from thing to thing to thing and so like the story the story's coherence really does just hinge really on his relationship with his wife because that's the only thing we see consistently.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. man. Yeah. And I like, too, like, some of the little stuff in this as far as what you were saying about like little clues that you could get that he was dead the whole time and stuff. Um, there's little things. like The movie starts off showing Anna going down into the cellar, into that wine cellar to get a bottle uh-huh. of wine and, and all that jazz. This is before uh, he dies, of course. And then like later... Whenever we see Bruce Willis, you know, going through his notes about coal and checking his journals and yada, yada, he's down there in the cellar. Like, it makes zero sense that his office would be in the wine cellar. cellar. But it's because Anna has put all of his stuff down there in the cellar, which is such a sad fucking thought, man. Like, Yes, it is. They've got, obviously, this big old huge house together mm-hmm. um maybe they were even planning on a future of a family and stuff together living in such I, a big yeah. house i would assume and then after he passes away like she can't even bear to see his stuff but she also uh, or can't even go
1: down there again like she she covers the door with a table, it was a table. So, yeah yeah like she doesn't want to be reminded of any of it but she Sad. also constantly reminds herself of it by watching their wedding video and stuff like that it's It is, uh it's grief i mean that's that's it like you're like i'm gonna hide these things or get rid of these things and but i'm gonna keep these i have to have these things i can't get rid of it but i can't look at it yeah it's i mean it's grief it's it's just really well shown and and she she does a great job of playing it like without ever tipping the hand that he's dead like she, yeah, she just seems disappointed or sad. Yeah, because uh, even
0: even like whenever he meets her at the restaurant, you know, and and she grabs the check and it's a table for one and and by the right. way the the chair was already pulled out for him, so it's not like he moved the chair to yeah. get it at the table and stuff. Little touches like that are really good. But you mm. know, she she grabs the check after hearing him talk about oh sorry I was late, it's work, yada yada. She you know pays the tab and is like happy anniversary. You can read that as fuck you, you forgot about our anniversary because you're so obsessed sure. with your job. Yeah. Or you can just read this as this is a very grief-stricken person. Oh, it's so fucking depressing. Going out yes, by is. themselves for their anniversary, you know? Ah, brutal. Boy.
1: Very it's well gotta done. to be rough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't have any real complaints about this. I mean, the, the one element that I think is uh, a little, I don't know, the The element of red, like the way yeah, that yeah, yeah, red yeah. is supposed to represent things that have been touched by death or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to represent the the presence of a of a ghost that is on screen at yeah. that time. But considering Bruce Willis is on screen for like ninety five percent of this movie, red's yeah, red just kind of time. on screen all the time. Yeah,
1: so it's not really much of an indicator. It's more of a more of a just a prevalent element throughout that right? indicate like. Y- <sighs> You're not going to guess that he's a ghost. So when you go back and see every time he's there, there's red. It's like, oh, all right, but I know he's a ghost now, so why? what's with the tip-off? <laughs> like- yeah,
0: yeah. Also, again, it's like you said, because there's ghosts in prevalent. some of parts of the movie. It's just yeah. there yeah. all the fucking time. I think what's cooler that is way more subtle that they probably just should have stuck to instead is the use of, like, shadows and reflections and stuff like this. Like, the scene where... Um, Bruce Willis and Haley Joel walk into that funeral. Uh-huh. They're kind of backlit, and the only shadow that's on the ground is is Haley's. Like Bruce right. doesn't cast a shadow. That's yeah. cool. That's subtle that stuff cool. that you only yeah. notice the second time around. Same yeah. with the reflections and stuff where like in the in the doorknobs and things like this, I think there's a part where I think it's like Haley reaches out to like a shiny doorknob and only he is reflected. Bruce isn't reflected at that point right. in the doorknob. That's cool. That's like subtle I think, stuff.
1: I think also they show earlier Bruce trying to open a doorknob and, yeah, you don't see his reflection in the, the red, like, shiny doorknob. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I didn't notice those things, I guess, very yeah. much. but it's very yeah, subtle that's stuff. Real subtle and, I mean, that's good. That's the type of stuff you're going to be looking through for on your way back through this movie you're gonna be looking for like oh what would indicate but yeah the the red i think is just too prominent too much too much of it is used that it's um it doesn't really end up meaning much of anything or doing much to indicate anything
0: i think so Yeah, yeah i totally agree with that what do you think about the soundtrack in this i think the the orchestral score... I can't remember who does the the score for this, actually. It's somebody big, though. I can't remember who it is. Uh,
1: the score... Uh, who, who was it? Uh, James Newton Howard. Yeah, James Newton Howard. James
0: he's done a ton of stuff. I think the score he, yeah. is awesome, man. I think yeah, it's
1: really he, good. He's He did uh, most of the... Uh, he did the Nolan Batman movies. He did, like, uh, Hunger Games, some of the Bourne movies. Yeah, he's he's... He's been around. He's he's got a lot of uh, cred, but yeah, I think it. I think it's uh, it fits perfectly, like I, cause it never stands out to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it seems just to suit it well, uh and just li- little tiny P.S. I think that Hans Zimmer did some of the Nolan Batman's. I just know that somebody's gonna like fucking rage quit life, yeah, over <laughs> that fact. So uh, it's worth pointing out. Uh, <laughs> I might be wrong yeah. about that, though. Fuck. Dude, the soundtrack in this has some clever stuff in it. And this is like, once again, w- one of my favorite things where I get to to kind of talk about theory, nerd kind of stuff here. Um, one of the main themes in the movie is this modulation between a, a minor chord and a major chord okay. that are a half step apart from each other. So minor chords are what we know as the, the chords that sound sad. They have yeah, sad, and major I'm chords sad. are the ones that have happy. Happy. Yeah. Sad. But essentially, just like a lot of elements in the uh, in the physical world, they're really just different by one molecule. This one molecule in what? between a minor chord and a major chord makes all the difference in the world. It's this one certain degree in there, this interval that we call the third. Okay. Um, and, and basically, you can even just looking at it from a spelling perspective, even if you don't know much about music, it's like... An A major chord has the notes A, C sharp, and E in it. An A minor chord, the sad version, has A, C, E in it. So there's only the one note that's different. The A and the E, those are common. That one note in there, what we'd call the third, is different in between the two chords, right? Right. One molecule makes all the difference. H2O versus H3O, you know, it's just one thing makes all the difference. And the interesting thing that happens is that that one note that makes the difference, the third, is what makes the chord sound happy. It's what makes the chord sound sad in the case hmm. of a minor chord. And the way that he put the the main theme together that you hear a lot at the first of the movie, I can't remember which chords it is exactly, so I'm just going to bullshit some root notes here. But it's as if he has like an A minor and then A flat major. Now, the interesting thing about those two chords is they're, they're next-door neighbors. A and A-flat, okay. those are two notes that reside right next to each other, right? Yes. But the thing that, and again, this is the best way I think I can kind of sum it up, the thing that makes A minor sound sad is the note C. That is the note in there that makes it have the sad quality. The note that makes A-flat major, again, it's next-door neighbor, A-flat major. The note that makes it sound happy is also C. What? There, There is this one note that is shared between these two chords that are side by side. You could hum this one note between both chords. It would sound sad against A minor. It would sound happy against A flat. Okay. It's one of my favorite themes. Um, I use that a lot in my own writing and stuff like that, too. I think it sounds really cool. But what I think is neat about that is that it has this sort of resonance to me where I hear that this element that might sound sad in one context is, is happy... In another, it's like okay. Bruce Willis is dead, but he's also moving on. He okay. is dead, but he's also trying to help people. Haley Joel is seeing ghosts. That's sad, but he's also helping them along to the next phase of life. That's happy. Right. It okay. kind of plays up the the duality. I think the shared uh-huh. commonality of those things. It's interesting in the soundtrack. It's very subtle, but I think it's got to be intentional.
1: Yeah, I'm. I like. I think that I am missing out on a huge world by not really understanding music. Like, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's not
0: it honestly, it's not that much to understand. There's only seven letters and 12 notes. It ain't that bad.
1: I think there's a lot. I mean, that would be like saying paint. There's not much to understand about painting. There's a few colors and you put them on a thing. <laughs> like, well, there's a lot to understand about painting.
0: <laughs> i mean that's pretty much how i learned uh painting at walter state though honestly
1: yeah me too and <laughs> i'm not colors. good at you it put him on a thing what a, yeah. just go yeah but yeah no that's really interesting because yeah so it is it is like this the movie does deal in those sort of dualities constantly where yeah we're uh our two main characters are alive and dead uh young and old young and old uh, experience and inexperience, but they pa- also get flipped. and uh, doctor. Yeah, they also get flipped yes. as well because uh, Cole is experienced in talking with the dead. Like, they're both they're both experienced in dealing with each other. Like, they-, they are these nice mirror images of each other. And yeah, they're just a slight difference. And like uh, I said
0: earlier, it's like, you know, Bruce helps Haley... By telling him listen to the ghost and help him pass on, right, which in which effect then helps, helps him pass on. Yeah, it is very yeah. much a duality.
1: Yeah, it's that's great. I like uh, I like that James Newton Howard was able to see that in the film and bring it out in the music. I think like, it's there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. because like I said, that one note to this one chord sounds sad, and then to the one right next door, it sounds happy
1: yeah Um, i mean this movie can be seen in as i said two ways it could be seen as just a drama about a, a man who comes to understand his wife better and and is able to move on or it's a horror movie about a kid who sees ghosts but he eventually learns to you know move forward and deal with those ghosts so like Either way can be seen as going from down to up and up to down, but yep. you could reverse it and it still works. Like, there's still, like, like, he, he, Cole has gone from being up in the clouds of, I don't know what to do to back down to earth to, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm different than everyone, but I'm just like everyone. Like his mom keeps telling him, you, you're not a freak. Like he, he's just like everyone. Yeah. He just has this ability and he's supposed to use it this way yeah i i think you're right yeah this really is just about those dualities constantly and the way they can flip and and change but still be the same
0: i think it's intentional it's got to be because like as soon as i noticed that in the score i was like oh yeah that's definitely something that yeah i think he was picking up on it's one of those flicks man that you know it's the rare movie where even when you know the twist it's still fun to watch because yes it is the performances the story the perspective the soundtrack uh, and the cinematography, I think, are, are so well oh, yeah. done that...
1: Very well shot.
0: Yeah, just because you know the ending doesn't mean it's not fun anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. I I Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it, and I've known the ending since before I watched it. So Yeah, same. Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. Uh, I, if I'm going to get down to just final thoughts on this, great cast, as you were saying, great cinematography all that like the story just all works and it's it's very affecting but also like has those great scare moments i really enjoyed the the woman in the kitchen the kid with the hole in the back of his head the girl basically ripping through the tent and all that stuff i thought that was great they were great scare moments that ultimately work in the movie without the movie having to be constantly that like you can have, you can have it scares, but it can also have heart. Uh, and that's, that's a rare feat in a horror movie. So I, I really enjoy this movie. I think M night Shyamalan did a great job, obviously. And he continues to have success in Hollywood. So, We'll have more M Night Shyamalan in the future, but for this, I think this is probably, I think this is his best film. Yeah. So yeah. far, I think this is without a doubt his best film, and I also think it is one of the better horror films. Uh, definitely one of the better horror films of the '90s, but one of the better horror films of my lifetime. It's it's up there. Uh, so I'm gonna I say it's like a nine, nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Total, totally uh,
0: dig that, man. I think that that yep. completely makes sense. It's one of those ones that I I can't imagine seeing in the theater at that time and having my mind. Oh, that would have been cool. Blown. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. But even without uh, that, still holds up. Still pretty awesome. Still worth a, a rewatch from time to time, and very fun to watch the people that you know have probably never seen this. I imagine that's a great time. Cause this is one yeah, of those that's ones. That's a possibility us, like, now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because like I yeah. think to your average, like you know, like our nieces and nephews. Probably oh, have yeah. never even heard of this movie, no. much less know the twist,
1: right? I actually know that uh, to be true for sure because uh, I have a friend who's a teacher and she she made a Sixth Sense reference and none of her kids had seen the Sixth Sense. Yeah, so this so, would be like fun yeah. to
0: watch with, again, nieces and nephews that have probably never yeah. seen this before and don't know about it. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I really dig this flick a lot. I think I'm going to give it a solid... I'm going to say eight. I mean, to me, it's like... Mm-hmm. Knowing knowing flicks like Jacob's Ladder and stuff exist right. where it goes so much deeper into the process of, of death and dying, um, knowing that you can go that deep, I think I'm going to dock a point or two, but I think overall eight seems like a pretty fair score for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we like the movie. We like the movie. Go see <laughs> yeah. it if you
0: haven't, <laughs> even though you know everything about it now.
1: And if you want to, go to Wikipedia and edit Donnie Wahlberg's New Kids on the Block. Give <laughs> segment. him justice.
0: Give Donnie Just justice. Just expand it.
1: And and see if it gets changed really quickly. Because if it does, I think I know what's up.
0: <laughs> well, you guys be sure to tune in next week on the show. We're going to be doing a Patreon pick drawn at random from the Smoke and bowl of That's Dead right. and Lovely. And that movie is going to be
1: midsummer submitted by mike travisano and several other people
0: you gotta be kidding me that one yeah we're we're doing that movie
1: that's the movie we're doing it's a motion picture
0: oh man have you seen or not seen that one before i
1: may maybe have Maybe not, though.
0: Maybe, maybe not, but I can't believe that we're going to be talking about that one, the one that you mentioned a second ago. Next, I know
1: people probably can't tell it, but we haven't done the drawing yet. Shh, don't
0: spoil it. No spoilers. I mean, no,
1: we've done the drawing, and I have or have not seen it. You didn't just drop that into the
0: podcast and post. No. No. Well, you guys be sure to tune in next week when we talk about that movie it's going to be a fun time consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash yeah,
1: dead and lovely that's right
0: and uh, you guys there. go on apple podcast rate and review the show join the facebook page
1: uh huh. facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely yeah we're instagram, also on uh, twitter that twitter and instagram at dead lovely pod we are all over the place we're up oh, all ends, also-
0: and internets
1: uh, on Friday nights we do streaming chat because uh, we mentioned watching eight million movies. I forgot we even <laughs> did streaming chat. Yeah. Uh, Friday nights streaming chat we stream a movie off of YouTube and we chat on Discord. I always post on Friday something and post it on the uh, the the announcements on uh, Facebook so you can click through to the Discord. Last week we watched Ticks which had Seth Green in it and oh. uh it's was on a couple of un- underrated horror movie lists appropriately rated i believe okay oh, so it's just underrated. rated it's just a rated movie rated it's a rated movie okay. yeah all right
0: mm-hmm. all right but the, the the chat and the hang was underrated
1: oh definitely actually probably i would say if you were to say it was the best chat in the world listen people are talking about this okay Listen, grown men are coming up to me, tears in their eyes. They say, "President Spratling, that was the best whatever wow. stream and chat." They say that to me. They say that. They're saying it. They're saying it. People are saying. People are saying. People are saying. Yep. The chat. People are saying the chat. Make your butthole explode.
0: Holy moly! In a good way. Oh, in the good way. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, gotcha. In a like bad way, have, not so much. If you have constipation. Yeah. Oh, it's like finally relief. Nay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you, you guys be chat. sure Come to enjoy. follow
0: us around, support the show, hang out with us on Discord, all that good stuff. Well, you guys have been fantastic. We have been Hell Uncle yeah. Ben, Hollywood Steve, and we are currently washing our hands and washing our ass. Wear a fucking mask. Wear, wear a, a goddamn mask fucking mask if you have to go Just out in public. A piece
1: of cloth in front of your stupid face. Wear
0: a fucking piece of cloth. It keeps you and me. From spitting on surfaces and each other. God That's damn true. it. If I have to explain to one more moron that, yes, I know a cloth cannot keep a virus from passing through it. That's not the fucking point. It's to keep yeah, us from fucking the
1: spitting on stuff. Yes. Because the virus is in your spit. Yeah. Don't so, spit on stuff. Jesus don't Christ. Don't spit on stuff.
0: You know what? Maybe we just start a trend where it's just like, go out in public wearing a gag ball. Just wear a gag ball all the time. <laughs>
1: Well, it wouldn't wouldn't help with your nose, though. Well,
0: but right. do that so anyway. So wear a mask. It's easier than a gag ball. How about that? <laughs> easier than a gag ball. Yep. You guys are fantastic. We're dead and lovely. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. All right, Steve. So this year, I think I've seen more crazy conspiracy theories than any year ever. I mean, it's like it yeah. kind of started off with the whole like, oh, fucking COVID's a hoax. And then like, oh, five, right. 5G is giving us COVID. Of course it is. Yeah. And now, and now we're like fucking Wayfair furniture that can't even assemble a $500 couch half decently is the head of a child trafficking ring what Uh, all of these crazy conspiracy theories and stuff steve and i'm just gonna put it out there i want to start one of my own and i want to see if i can get some support going here are you interested to hear my conspiracy theory yeah let's hear it ross perot was never real he was just a dana carvey character prove me wrong hmm huh let's okay think about it can i finish can i finish let me finish like when you think about ross perot you're just thinking about dana Carvey.
1: Now, is this something we're going to talk about doing? Or is this something we're going to do? Mm-hmm. I got a pie chart. Let me show you this pie chart. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Yeah, that may have been a Dana Carvey character the entire time. The
0: entire time.
1: Yeah, like Dana all- Carvey may be separately a Texas billionaire in reality.
0: <laughs> all memories you have of Ross Perot are fabricated. This is a shared hallucination that I believe was it. only ever- I believe Dana it. Dana Carvey. You heard it here first. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Dana Carvey, for all you've done for us. <laughs> six cents. Six cents. I love that six it, cents. It, it's a six seance. Six cents. Seance. Oh, seance. Six seance. It's starting six to sound seance. like seance. Also I also imagined in nineteen ninety nine, you know, like remember when you would go to the video store and they would have like the look-alike box art love it that that looked like the matrix or whatever so you'd be like oh is this the matrix and check it out and then be like oh it's a piece of shit movie mm-hmm. what if you you back in the day you made look-alike box art for a movie called the sixth sensei so it looks exactly the same but there's just like you just sneak an eye on the end yeah (laughs) yes you watch the movies there's a bunch of ninja chopping, and judy chopping yeah the sixth sensei oh that'd be cute he sees dead people because he's killing he's killing all of them with his karate (laughs) chops
0: Hey, you know, speaking of superheroes
1: and, and big, muscly people, you've been watching some Razzlin', haven't you? Did you get that Razzlin' hey, network? Yes, I have. Um, I, I uh, hopefully have dropped this into the Friday the 13th episode, but my brain has turned to mush. Bye, brain. Because I, bye. I, I have zero contact with people other than my wife and this weekly call with Ben. I am just uh, I I am not working. Like my brain has not worked all week. So as I I named what like six Marvel movies I watched. <laughs> I also watched all of the 1992 WCW pay-per-views.
0: Hell yeah. I what recently got
1: the WWE streaming service, <laughs> which <laughs> if you like wrestling is the greatest thing that's ever existed, I've I heard. think. It's amazing. Like, they have everything. They. It's not like, if you want to watch a WCW pay per view, it's not red. Like, it's not like it shows it on the front screen. But if you search by the name, they have all of them. But you know how Vince McMahon is can't ever admit that maybe WCW was putting on good shows. Nah. Uh, but 1992 in WCW, they had like all of the names. They had Sting, Vader, uh, Ric Flair. Stunning Steve Austin, Flying Brian Pillman, uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Just every name that was good in wrestling at the time. And at the time on Vince's show, he was, you know, giving us Yokozuna versus Hulk Hogan, which is like, who wants to watch that? Yeah. Uh, So the pay-per-views, I learned a few things. One, Flying Brian Pillman was one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. Damn. (laughs) That dude... He, he was on every one of the pay-per-views. The only other person that was even close was uh, Stunning Steve Austin and Sting. They were on, on almost all of them. Uh, he was on every single pay-per-view, and every single match was like, Oh, what? This is... What? What? Like, this is 1992. This dude weighs 235 pounds, and he is just all over the place like i mean i'm sure he was on a lot of cocaine but like he also (laughs) was like an amazingly athletic performer worth worth going back and watching specifically about halfway through the year the hollywood blondes got together and it's stunning steve austin and flying flying brian pillman their matches were classics i need to check that out you absolutely do like it It is just amazing to watch them in the ring. And and also Steve Austin, pre-neck break, um, was a much more mobile wrestler. Imagine you that. Might not, might not be surprised to find out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I, I did have an idea, though. Okay. <laughs> so it's all Arn Anderson. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Arn Anderson, who, yep. I remember even as a kid, I thought, he's an old man because he was always balding. I thought he was just some old man. Yeah, me but too. He like, looks like
0: somebody's dad.
1: Yeah, but seeing him now, I'm like, oh, like, oh, he was really built. I just thought he was old because he wore like old man glasses and, and had <laughs> like like anytime it showed him in street clothes, he'd be just dressed like my grandfather. And it's absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. No charisma off that guy. Not a lot of no charisma. charisma whatsoever. But as I saw him one time, I don't know why in my head, I just heard, I am Arn Man. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I am Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, that is genius. I would love to see Arn Anderson in Iron Man armor. And guess what, Ben? What? Dark Soldier 84 on Reddit had already had the idea two years ago. Jesus. Uh, and apparently it only got 54 upvotes. So Impossible. Maybe, it's, maybe it's not a great idea. But he did, Ben... He did do an amazing job of photoshopping Arn Anderson into the Iron Man armor, No. which I am going to send to you.
0: I want to witness this. This is like a podcast full of like firsthand uh, revelations, right? Yes. You got to watch that trailer. I get to see this.
1: <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing has been if you look up Arn Man on Google, it knows that you mean Iron Man.
0: <laughs> it's enough like, people have oh, typed yeah. it in as like oh you meant iron i got it
1: yeah so just get a look though at iron man iron man okay i'm waiting for you it think to go think through about here iron man
0: i wonder what his powers would be like what kind of lasers does he shoot out oh my god he looks stunning yes he does right he doesn't look like he's and too he riled up like... about anything which is no. typical no well, of yeah, because
1: he's he's got no charisma
0: no but <laughs> Doesn't I he look just... like somebody that could own a bowling alley? Am I crazy? <laughs> like, not just go to Arne, to the bowling alley. Arn
1: Anderson's bowling alley. He owns the fucking bowling alley. Yeah, of course he does. Come of on course. down to the Arn Lanes. The Arn Lanes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Yeah, anyway, so yeah. Uh, way to go Dark Soldier 84 for having a great idea two years ago and getting... Uh, like no respect he gets no respect he's <laughs> just Dark ahead of his time man ahead of yeah. his time